All right, then. Welcome, everybody, to the next episode of the Group Up Podcast. We're here for the Great May Debate. So it's only halfway in, but there's already a lot happened, which is unusual to say in the Overwatch world that a lot has been happening. But a lot has been happening. We had a beta. We don't have a beta. The beta was boring, question mark. Overwatch 1.1, Activision's diversity tool announcement about the announcement of the next future of Overwatch 2. So a lot to discuss. And I'm here with the usual, the Avengers. Samito, what up? Good, I almost said morning, but morning somewhere, all right? Afternoon, good day, good good nights, good good life to everybody out there. Hello. Good life. Frito, what up? Back in Overwatch map now. Yes, I wanted to be back in Overwatch 2 so badly, I transported <laughs> myself via green screen back into the game. Uh, nice. I tried going back to Overwatch 1, it was painful. Well, a man who has been enjoying Overwatch 1, or at least to some degree, is uh, my final guest, Flats. Flats, what up? Hello. Surprising enough, at least for the first two days, it's gonna fade fast. Sorry, fading. It's gonna fade fast. It's gonna fade fast indeed. And that is, I think, the place where we'll start first. Reflections on the first beta. We already had a bit of a diversity of opinion, I think, judging from just that initial greeting, which is that Frido missing it super badly, can't tolerate Overwatch One anymore. Flats, you on the other hand made a tweet, I think it was a yesterday day before, where you said you're actually looking forward to going back to Overwatch One because you've gotten so bored of the beta of Overwatch Two. So I want to start with you. Elaborate. What has been your feelings overall on the first beta and why were you so bored? So let me preface this and say maybe I'm a little bit biased. Um because I'm a very goal-oriented person, right? I, I, whether it's in competitive games or in content, you know, uh, I do a, a lot of, and not to like toot my own horn, I do a lot of work, like every day, you know, like I, there's a reason why I have the infinity gauntlet of like six editors at this point, you know, running dailies on two channels, actually triple dailies now, because now I'm doing clips, um, which by the way, we got to talk about that off stream sometime and, and teach and talk about the secrets behind clips, I think. For sure. Um, but I do a lot of stuff and I get really bored if I can't set goals for myself. Um, and I had two major strifes with the beta. One, I knew it wasn't going to have ranked. And I understood that. You know what I mean? Like going in, I was like, okay, you know, I get it. Um, not having ranked makes sense. I could, you can't really be like that mad. Once we got into the one or two weeks though, and it's been out for a while, it was kind of like, well, we have the tools to add like something like open queue. Why can't we add comp? Like, that doesn't make sense because the MMR rating is already hidden behind in QuickPlay, right? Like, they were already using QuickPlay MMR, which is basically it takes your regular MMR of your account on Overwatch 1, and it groups you in, like, one of a few categories. So, like, you know, you're not facing silver players as a GM player. Like, the worst she'll play is, like, plats. You know what I mean? Like, at worst, like, high plat. Um, So the system was there, and we didn't get it. So where the bias might come in is one, I, I, I'm more of a competitive person. I want to play games that are more competitive. It felt like I was either getting stomped by like a, two or three Overwatch League players. And I had like a plat support or two plat supports that were just dead on cooldown and they weren't having a good time. They just kept leaving or uh, we were just stomping them, which isn't fun. Uh, and to go one step further with that in content, I was struggling a lot because a big part of my focus in content is YouTube and understanding um, the, the the dynamic between Twitch and YouTube and understanding that, you know, in today's day and age, unless you're at the top of the chart all the time in streaming and, you know, like top of the directory, it's kind of tough to grow as a Twitch streamer. 
Uh, and I found a lot of success using YouTube for that. And that's why I've put a pretty heavy emphasis on that. Yeah, I make three different types of content. I make casual content, which is like spectating, etc., which I couldn't really do in the beta. I make um, stream recaps, which are basically, you know, take the whole stream, edit it up into little pieces and like the best moments of the whole stream. It's more like more meme a little bit more like high action. And then my bread and butter, which is the middle between those two, is competitive ranked, right? Like you have a ranked game where, you know, let's say like we had a game today where like I have Semino on my team, played against Jay. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? Like high level game. There's multiple names. Everybody recognizes that. That's ah, a bread and butter, 25K, 30K views video. Easy clap. Everyone had fun, you know, memes. There's comms, which is not always normal in Overwatch 1. But in Overwatch 2, the games are too short. It doesn't fit. Uh, you can't even do an eight minute video. Uh, the game modes are too short. Like, unless you got a really competitive control points that, like, went all the way and everyone was having fun and, and, like, calming, like, you just couldn't get it. And I've noticed not only my stream content, but my YouTube content, there was a drastic drop because you have not only consoles isolated, consoles doesn't really watch much Overwatch 2 content because they can't play it. They're not really that interested in it after the first few days. And two, I lost the competitive, you lose the competitive community as well because they're not, interested in watching quick play where you're just either getting stomped on or stomping and that affected me as a creator and also as a as a player i just i was falling asleep with the keyboard sometimes i'm 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 sorry it, like when i hit the three or four hour mark i was looking i was like wow i've been alive for three hours already and i and i hated that feeling i, re I really did mm. it was true yeah very a lot of points there to, to kind of address this your feelings personal feelings of of boredom but also viewership and i think that's where i'll lead frito towards frito how you kind of how did you feel personally and what was your kind of assessment of how viewers are responding to the Overwatch 2 beta well they can't do much with anything because there is no in for, for the reason splat said there's no competitive structure to the game most people are jumping in overwatch 2's beta just to try out the new things and once they see it i think they're kind of done with it so there just kind of isn't a reason to keep watching. Like, I think, especially if, when you know so many things could change. Like, if I'm watching Flat stream and I'm like, well, how does he deal with these situations? How do I improve as a player? No one really knows what the rules are or, like, what structure we're going to have or what ranked mode's going to be. So it's very much just the novelty factor of the new stuff. And that is the weakest part of Overwatch 2. <laughs> like, the best part, I think, is the, the balance and the flow and sort of the philosophy. But... The, the things that will get everyone else excited is the long-term content plan, which we just got an announcement about that will be a month away. We'll, we'll know the plan yeah. in a month. So now we get to sit and ruminate and think about what could be, but there's not much for the now. So I can definitely understand if you want to play well, ranked. You're just going a bit robo the there, Frito. You're going a bit robotic oh, there. Is that for me or everyone else? I heard it too. I heard it three. Mm, connection issue. Hello, am I better? No. <laughs> I are you using like a Frito's talking oh. from the he's coming in from the future he's playing Overwatch 2 look at him right now they're, they're disconnecting him because he's about to talk about the future he's like yeah. so they announced yeah, the plans yeah, I've yeah. only got a moment yeah go on without me for now okay yeah just you you mess around while I head to Samito so sad with the influx it sounds like I know oh go on without me don't leave me <laughs> like, it's like I'm living interstellar right now <laughs> so Sam I mean where, what's your POV been because Frito alluding to the good point there which is that you know, the, for the casual, normal player, they're coming for the new stuff, the fun new toys they can play with. 
it was fun for like three days and then the toys kind of got old and that was it. Is that There's what no your purpose. sentiment has been? There was no purpose. Right? Like competitive. See, this is, this is the biggest misconception. I'm not going to lie. Like when I saw takes, like it's just a beta. It shouldn't have comp. I wanted to like just I wanted to headbutt a wall like because it's just <laughs> it's just like listen you're missing the whole point because you could apply that argument anywhere you could say oh well the competitive seasons they only last for a certain time frame so there's no point like why why play right you know well we're all gonna die one day why should we enjoy life <laughs> you know it's, it's a nothing, extreme, but yeah know, okay we I'm, went I'm there all right analogies. like you know I'm trying I want to lay the spectrum down you know but like in my opinion like I feel like grinding like an environment like that gives you purpose right and you can apply that to any different section of life and that's what makes it beautiful that makes it worth your time right because again I, you know i've talked about it on this podcast more than anything like the most valuable thing to a consumer is their time right so you know when when you just have it be quick play there's no incentive to grind and like the first of all let me debunk two things that flats kind of talked about as well Competitive was absolutely doable. At least the competitive format was absolutely doable. We have an existing system in Overwatch 1. I think it was, in hindsight, clearly not having competitive in the beta was a blunder. And we saw it, we could it, bring it over. Like, they did yes. it. Like, yeah. it, like, if they launched it, it was like, oh, we didn't think we needed it. Okay, it happened. What a big deal. But it could be added and it didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, and just the rule set, as Sam is saying, right? Like, you, you can go, we, we played those custom games. All I have to do is select the preset that says competitive, and now it's going to go both ways. So there. there's no reason it couldn't have been done. Mm -hmm. It was a deliberate choice. Carry on, Sam. Yeah, it, it, and, you know, it's just, I want to give him credit because I, the biggest issue, I think, in Overwatch 1 was that the gameplay just is not fun <laughs> like like i played some overwatch one last night y'all saw me in the chat like practicing because i have trials right and like obviously like dive meta is meta in, in overwatch 2 so like you know they want me like playing genji and i want to make sure my genji is like much better than it was i'm starting to practice right and then i just play against brig and I, I was just like this is like so much worse in this game than Overwatch 2. They made Overwatch 2's core gameplay and the game flow so much better. And like it's really it was really great to see. I think that's why so much many of us after playing the alpha were like, yo, like this is good. Like this like it seems like the game flow feels better. Right? So I'll give you the thumbs up on that one. But then when we intentionally choose to not give the game the format that it needs to have long-term playability you you see you see the results, right? Streamers getting less viewership, right? After the, we've already been starved for multiple years, right? Player base, like way down over time, and the beta. I, I don't want to say it flopped because I think that Blizzard's leadership's intention with this beta, I think it accomplished their goal for what they wanted it to. But again, this kind of comes back to our point that we've talked about a little bit on this podcast that they don't really understand their consumer or the position that they're in. Because you're, you like, I don't care about a stress test. Your consumer doesn't care about a stress test. The reality is that version of the game, my guess is, could be open to the public as we speak. It's playable, clearly. It has a competitive format, clearly. Why are we going back to Overwatch 1? Because now what you've done is you've put your game in another year or two of limbo. And I think as we're going to see over time, I have a feeling this next season of Overwatch is going to be even more of a graveyard season than the previous one. And 
it's as though we have not learned what it is our consumer is after and how to deliver it. Because the reality is, let's not beat around the bush. They could do it if they wanted to right now. There could be Overwatch 2 beta live right now. I would prefer the game to be in a permanent beta state than this back and forth pointless limbo that the second that they, and I don't know, I'm not sure if they realize this yet, but the second that that beta came out, the band-aid was ripped off. Overwatch 1 lost all of its purpose, and we are forward-looking 100% to Overwatch 2. So, you know, I think I personally enjoyed the beta, but I really wish that we put the existing features that have existed in Overwatch since its conception of Season 1 or 2, really Season 2 with this current SR system, for 33 seasons of functional competitive mode. I think it was an enormous blunder to not have that in the beta. And I think that the beta is falling off as fast as it did it kind of proves that statement. Hmm. Okay, here's a quick check. Frito, you back? Yeah, I was just trying to uh, click on my hey. webcam. I do have um, rebuttals to these points. Well, you're, you're sounding like good. Possible. So your uh, yeah, video is, the isn't there, cam, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Go we'll ahead. click it on in a sec. So we'll just listen Wait, actually, to... Um, sorry, one, one thing I want to quickly box. mention. One quickly thing I want to mention. This is a little bit meme but we actually created a little group of bingo card last time when my, my chat had some downtime. And someone has just hit one of their markers, which is Samito talking about Briggs. So if you want to participate, exclamation mark <laughs> bingo. Exclamation mark bingo is one of the things in my chat. So anyways, carry on, Frida. We'll see if we hit the full bingo. I think... The, you got to think of it from the Blizzard's point of view and where we're operating from, which is everything is a compromise at this point. None of this, the way it's rolling out, is ideal. And what the devs don't want to do is give the illusion that it's in any way finished or complete or um, has competitive integrity, for example. So that's the reason why I wouldn't have ever expected a ranked mode in that beta. And it's already over. I mean, it's down now. So yeah, you could have had ranked for a few days, yes. But they already probably were struggling to make balanced matches as it was. And a big percentage of players, like I said at the start, were just trying to look at the new things. So knowing that bit of the player base, they don't really want to have such an unbalanced version of the game. Like, I think they needed the data to know how they were going to bounce it at all and what goals they have to attack. And I think it's reasonable to expect it maybe in the second one, if it's going to last a bit longer, but only being a few weeks, like, you know, the overwatch seasons are, are months long. So ideally, yeah, we have everything. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to sit and be like, well, I don't want all the things we should have, but it, you got to remember that this, I think started about a year ago. Like the things we have for PVP that we've seen are about a year of work. And under that context, that's why I'm so optimistic, because I think people from the general gaming sphere, they look at it and say, you've had years to do this. Why is it only this? But from my perspective, it's like, I am pretty sure they did an almost entire reset on some of these ideas where they were going down one philosophy. And we've talked about this on the podcast so many times, but about a year, year ago, they were maybe even still on the Overwatch 2 has to be everything all-inclusive together train, which might take 10 years. <laughs> and, and now we're on the road of we're always going to be a little bit behind what we would have liked, liked to have. So the devs have to play the impossible game of figuring out, all right, what's the most important thing we should focus on for each step of the way? For beta 1, beta 2, beta 3, like there's going to be multiple betas and we have to ramp up to the crawl, walk, and run of it all. 
just to get anything. Remembering, of course, the big concession was that Overwatch League demanded to have new stuff to play on the new season when it needed to start. And I think it was already delayed, if I recall, or, or something like that. R regardless, most of this is so that Owl could have new maps and heroes or, or, or reworks and a new game, an eSport game to play. That was step one, okay? So the devs rushed to that. Uh, and, and now they're trying to like, well, how do we balance Orisa or how do we even, like, it's so obvious. There's so many things they're not going to say, but one thing that seems so blatantly obvious is, well, we wanted to fix the tank role first, and then we're going to eventually figure out how do supports feel good later. Like, and we almost saw that happen in real time, right? Where they're like, uh, Zen gets the kick. Okay. He gets to move <laughs> things away. Uh, like, like, it's, it's like, how's that? How's that feel? Uh, oh, oh kind of good, kind of bad, whatever. Like they, they need to get the data for these things basically is what I'm saying. And we should expect it to feel as haphazard, painful and short-term and lacking things we want for the next year. I'd say that's just normal now. All right. That's my little rant on that. Uh, yeah, I want all the same things, but the, uh, expect our expectations are going to have to shift to the the map we're on. Luckily, with this roadmap that we'll get in a month, we we won't be sitting here waiting and wondering when everything's going to fall, which I think is part of it, right? Like I, I like everyone's got different expectations. That I think Blizzard uh, ahead of what you guys are saying as streamers, content creators, top level players, competitive uh, diehards, they more so care. I, I think they should more so care about the donkeys of the world who are confused on what this game even is and why we think it's good. They need to fix that messaging first because we'll have a dead game long-term, uh, you, you know, and a week of tour rank isn't, it, it, that's not fixing that problem. Like they, they got to figure out how do we change the perception that we have a new dead role in the game that nobody wants to play with support. Like that, that is step one. Like they fixed tank and, and now they want to make supports interesting, which that's why I think we're going to get a new support hero and, hopefully a lot more features. And, and as uh, me and SV, I, the bingo card is probably going to hit at some point. Uh, new features is what I've always wanted. And I, I think SV as well. Like that's like top of my list. So that's when I'll be happy. But anyway, yeah. uh, the, the, the devs didn't intend you to keep playing the beta for more than a couple days, I think. I, I would imagine. Like, so. And this, this is, no, I was going to say, just feeding, feeding back off your point, this is the interesting thing about it, is that in a way, the devs will say, we've actually been pretty clear about what we intended the beta to be, because we know, both privately and publicly, they've kind of been emphasizing it's a closed beta, it's a limited beta, uh, you know, it's not meant for everybody to play. And this is where I suppose the contradiction exists, is that the devs have wanted one thing, which is a very, it's, like, it's kind of like... Uh, Oh, uh, two people are getting married and one person wants a huge wedding and one person wants a really small intimate wedding. The devs are like, we just want a small intimate wedding with our 10 close friends. And the other partner is like, we want millions of people playing this at once. And we are the other partner in this case. And it feels like those expectations from us have partly been out of our own desires, but also just, I guess, market expectation, right? Which is that when you hear Overwatch 2 beta, we're used to like the Valorant beta. We're used to thinking this is a roughly ready product, or we're used to just other competitors putting something out that was resembled its final product. With Overwatch 2 in this beta, it isn't. It isn't there. Yo, we got the Frito back. Nice. It isn't, it isn't anywhere near the final product. And it's kind of like, for me personally, it feels like that conflicting between short-term and long-term. I, I put a video out where I was kind of said that after playing this beta, I'm, I'm convinced Overwatch 2 will be a success. And I still stand by that. The problem is that when you're playing Overwatch 2 and it gets boring, right? As a, as a person, as a content creator, 
It's that short term knowing that it's going to suck or knowing that it's going to feel incomplete or just a much smaller version of what it could be versus I, I, I'm still pretty confident that they're going to make so many, so many right moves because like Frito said, they've made so many right moves. They're making so many right noises. But it, the truth, as Frito said, comes down to those dun the donkeys of the world, which is where my, my next topic will lead us to, which is that unfortunately, a lot of people have looked at it as Overwatch 1.1 and that messaging, I don't know what Blizzard were hoping the casual audience would take away from it, but certainly it can't have been what it was received as, which is the Overwatch 1.1 label. So how do we feel like casuals will respond to what we've seen and what we will get? Like, do you think that they'll be able to come back later and they'll forget about this initial first beta as just 1.1 when we get new stuff? Or do you think it's like a, a damaging you know, PR move. Flats, I'm going to take it to you first. I think, honestly, they're kind of fooling themselves a little bit with that. Um, how, how do I put this as nicely as possible? Don't. Don't. <laughs> Come Don't. on, Go, let's get it. I mean, like, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, the the scope here that they had, right, was they wanted to keep it as small as possible. Right. Like, I mean, the drops were only a single day. Right. But it was one point five million people watching. Games don't really go much higher on Twitch than one point five million at any point. Right. No matter what is happening. So, yes, of course, like they, that to them, that might be a small number. They may be like, oh, like, you know, like that was much smaller. You know, we're, we're looking at 20 million people. You think 20 million people are, are legitimately going to sign up for, for Overwatch 2 after what people have seen? The amount of, like, people in gaming talk, right? Or they at least notice other things. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've noticed, like, weird stuff happening in, like, Apex or Valorant or I don't know, even CS. You know what I mean? Like, if something like, if, like, the CS scene is, like, really being, like, annoyed by something, like, something is triggering them, other games hear it. Like, it travels. So, to kind of hear that the Overwatch community was getting loud, which it was, and it was getting loud and going, hey, this good thing's coming. It's going to be great. And then it hit, and everything went dark is a really, really bad sign. You know, I, I, I almost want to say, like, you know, I don't. Have, it's not that I don't have faith, but it's like, I think it was a, a little bit of a misplay. Because uh, I think kind of like the idea was is in like products right and product management product development right like when you show someone like an early adaptation of something right like you don't always show them everything right like for like the rule is like the 50 80 rule right is like if you're fit like if you have 80 percent of the product done you show 50 percent of it so that they give you feedback and they might give you feedback of stuff you've already done right and you're like okay so we're on the right track like well you already you have that and you're further down the line already it's basically a way to like gauge what is coming, you know? And so by the next time they have another test, it looks like all this progress has been made. Right. And I think that's, what's going to happen with beta two is it's going to look like a totally big jump that all this magic stuff has already happened, but I think they already kind of had it. You know what I mean? Like they had some of this stuff already like ready and this is data that they were looking for is either going to confirm or deny what their hypotheses were um, going in. Now, I think that they were, I think they probably made a right guess about tank. I think they probably made a right guess about DPS. 
I, I, I think they got rattled a little bit by support. I think they were rattled by the data because from what I read, it's, it seemed like that was like 15% more supports dying in GM, but everyone else, like Matt, like Diamond Above, everybody else was like normal. I don't like, I, maybe they just didn't understand the scope of like that high, high level play. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why like they, they had this knee jerk reaction and plus like, you know, trying to like, you know, let the community know like, oh, like we're listening, like we want to make support better. Um, so I would be a little bit worried for the support role. Like, I think that what's going to happen is going to be either hyper buffing stuff, which they kind of started to, it's just concerning as shit. Um, but like putting balance stuff aside for a sec, going back to like the actual game itself, I think we just put ourselves into the apex position. I don't think it's going to be a, a major boom position again. I don't think it's going to be possible unless they shell out hundreds or millions of dollars. Hundreds of like, like I'm talking like a crazy amount. Like they do like 2016 Overwatch where there's like Overwatch cars driving down the strip in, <laughs> L- in LA and they, they got like movie premiere commercials and every YouTube video you click on and every Twitter video. And they, it's just, they, they, they open the marketing budget for like this crazy amount of stuff. I don't think it happens. I think we go into the apex route where we are back down at the bottom of the hill and there's going to need to be this slow increase again where it might have like a little bump when it comes out, then it will drop right off again. And then it will slowly as the game is gets better and gets good and people realize that it's good. It will come back. But I think it was a major, major misplay with that original bump to not have a little bit more. Because I think they in- intentionally did keep some stuff. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm like eighty percent on that. I'm pretty confident that they they, they had other stuff ready, but they didn't want to give it to us because they're not ready to. And, and you feel like it's like a it was like a one shot opportunity to have this beta drop day. Yeah, I think that like I don't think they wanted this beta to be as big as it was. I don't think they I don't think that was the intention. I thought that they were gonna. I think they wanted to try to keep it small, and they were trying to cater to everybody. Like. I, I feel somewhat personal, and maybe this is just me, but I feel somewhat personally responsible for this mess. Like, and maybe it's just my own little thing, but it's like, I, I feel like maybe the way that they got the drops, were like Twitch drops, was probably because a lot of us were complaining and, and talking about content not being good and viewership going down. And I think they try to do us a solid and give us drops and try to help everybody out and do well. And it kind of created a little bit of a mess. And that's, and, and I know that's a little bit out of left field. But that's how I personally feel a little bit. Sammy does got something on his mind. Hold on a second. Flats. First of all, it's very kind of you to think that. But <laughs> that's very no. It's it's kind. It it really is. Like, but let's be clear here. This is a Fortune 500 company we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Them catching up with industry standard is in no way, shape, or form the accountability of their content creators, who they by their own business model, chose to let rot for two years, right? And again, I'm not trying to throw shade on them and saying that, but, and we're, we're all past it, right? We're forward-looking mm-hmm. on this podcast, which is why I love coming on here, and it's always a pleasure, right? In no way, shape, or form is that your responsibility. And But I will say, to chime in a little bit, I think you're completely right. I think that the first impression and the big boom of this game, I, and, and this kind of ties back to my a big concern that I've had over the years, is that I don't think they quite understand. They're better now. Absolutely, they're better now. It's improvement, right? But going from an F to a C is not, like, where you want to be realistically, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think the drops were good. 
I think a, a lot of stuff was good, but this was a great prime opportunity to knock people's socks off. And I think they actually had the tools to do it. I think that if competitive was in that beta, honestly, and they like tried to make it a little bit more well-rounded, well like it would have been phenomenal. And it was good. The gameplay was good. But again, the notion that they, I personally think that the notion that we needed this beta to be smaller is fundamentally flawed and does not understand the position they are in compared to the rest of the industry. And I think there they had the wrong approach and they're learning over time. Like Frito said, and I agree with SVB, I'm bullish long-term, especially with the flats. You want to talk budget. If this Microsoft deal comes through, that's budget right there. Right. You know, I think Microsoft True. would go wild. I hope. Right. But I, I, I think that, Flats, I think it's silly for you to blame yourself. That is absolutely not on you. They've needed to be doing stuff like this forever. But I think that they don't understand that they are not the most important piece of the puzzle. The consumer and the consumer's needs is the most important piece of the puzzle as a business. So whether you might want it to be small, Blizzard. But the reality is the consumer and the IP needed to be open and they needed to be big to get back on the apex path like he talks about. Steady growth over time. And I think we kind of missed in terms of what we what that beta should have been going forward so, but yeah. so what would you have done sam like would you have kind of put out more so if if flats is saying let's say they had 80 and they're showing 50 would you have pushed for that extra 30 what would you have done i'd, I'd tell you what i would have done and we see we we they we, we should have been at 50 we weren't even at 50 percent. we were at 30 percent because it was only quick play <laughs> like, like to me, what brings people back is that is it, competitive is, is great for long-term playability, right? You would see way less of a drop-off in terms of at least Twitch viewership and player player ability if competitive was in the game. Two, this never should have been a closed beta. It shouldn't have been a closed beta. The rest of the entire industry, and the, it has changed. This industry has fundamentally changed since Fortnite came out. And even then, Fortnite changed the entire world's business model, right? Having a, your store not have a paywall and be open to everyone is one of the biggest assets in modern-day business. And for some reason, when we have not put out content in two years – and again, this is like kind of like – you know, they, they come out and they say, okay, we're, we're jumping out of the grave here. Like we're not going to be in a content graveyard. We're not doing all this. But then we close off the beta? Like, if I'm interested, if I was principal for a day, right? We're going back to elementary school here, folks. If I was principal for a day, right? Let's open the. We have nothing left to lose. We've already hit rock bottom, right? Every single consumer we get in our door is a win. That's more data for us, right? More people talking about our game. And if we're going to take the apex approach, there's no reason to ever take the beta down. Let it run. We'll make changes as we go, and we'll get it done over time, right? But, like, we just missed the mark. Like, Blizzard, I know that they want it to be closed, but it's not about what you want. It's about reading the consumer and reading the industry, and when your competitors are all open door, hey, come on in. We'll show you what we got. You can't have a closed door, I don't think. And I think because that door was closed, because we didn't give it the features that already exist in Overwatch 1, we did miss our big bang. The big bang was now. And I think we did miss that a little bit. Is it game over? No. But, you know, I, I think that was a little bit of a miss. We're not quite there yet, but we are getting there, which is good. I Can't think we should, bookmark, we should bookmark these points. And rather than uh, long-windedly respond to you guys, I think instead I want to, like, time capsule the things that are said here and then bring it up again, maybe, when the actual release of Overwatch 2 is. Because I... I I agree with a lot of your guys' assessments, but your conclusions I don't agree with. 
Um, I think the big point is when PvE comes out and the whole game is released. They want to win then. So yes, some of this feels like ripping a Band-Aid off and it's painful and we want more of it in now, but it, it's, it, it's strange to me that Flats very well explains the 50-80 rule and then says they shouldn't do that. Well, it's the, why is it a rule then if they shouldn't do it? like they, sh they feel like they have to do it because why would they show 80% and still get a meh reaction? The thing that you, I don't think you guys are realizing is anything they could have put in the beta was going to get a meh. And you're asking and begging and pleading for a little less of a meh because you're dreaming up what it could be. We, the truth is we don't really know how much is done. So while I kind of agree that there probably is maybe another 30% gap that they could have done and maybe more, more things, I always think they're holding back. But again, to my first point, is it's always going to be a compromise. So I, I think the modern consumer actually is quite fickle and quite like short term in their thinking. And it is common to see a game like Apex, we keep bringing it up, it did explode on Twitch and then kind of died for a while and then came back when, oh, things are actually better. I think Overwatch can take that same exact path. A different game, Valorant, I think a lot of people uh, compare this to, didn't actually have as much content in it. Valorant at the beta release had less content numerically than uh, Overwatch 2's beta in terms of overall maps and things. This is a Avril's point uh, that he brought up on his podcast, which I'm a fan of. And that's something that I think we should say more often and realize that, like, in terms of number of things. Now, it doesn't... The reason why Valorant had a much better reception is because it was a new game, you know, Counter-Strike with abilities, but a new... It was a new <laughs> game for people to try. And in that community as well, it took a while for them to get ranked and everyone was saying, we want rank, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, I think... we. What I want to try to do on the show is make sure that the messaging of, of our feedback fits in line with what Blizzard actually knows. Like, I think a lot of times it's easy for us to get upset as if Blizzard doesn't know these things. And I think they do. Like, they want to give us certain things, but uh, they're playing the game for, for that long-term impact for, be, for when Overwatch 2 releases proper. Like, I don't like... The marketing of it the most like that that's that's what i think is the, our big our, one of our biggest hurdles right now because what i wanted it to be called is overwatch 2.0 right much different than the sequel because the sequel implies all those other things you've said for the past few years we've got all these other plans so it's like and now here it is the beta version of it yeah it does feel like 1.1 or 1.3 or whatever you want to call it because all that other stuff isn't even in our hands yet so until we get all that, we won't really get the two. But I, I, w I wish they did the uh, relaunch, the PvP. Like, if they just branded that differently, I think the expectations might be different. That, that's my biggest issue uh, so far, because there's, there's a lot of players that I think might grow to be more competitive in this game, but I, I, I think that there isn't as many... Like, when you see 1.5 million watching Overwatch a big percentage of them are not competitive gamers. Like a lot of people, you got to remember this. The competitive scene of Overwatch is like a subset. It's not like Valorant where it's a majority of the player base. It, it's the, they play the most in Overwatch. We've seen these stats. They play the most Overwatch of anyone, but it isn't the overall community. The overall community is the tune in when they have new things, guys, which is like, I don't know if, I don't know if you guys saw this. Overwatch won had a queue to get in for the remix event the other day. This was on Reddit. It happened to me as well. Logging in, there's a thousand people ahead of me to log in. 
four remix skins for a skin recolor. Some of them are actually pretty good. But, but this is what I mean. Like, this is the community we actually have, which is what's the new thing that you have? And that is the Doomfist Orisa, uh, that stuff. And that kind of ran its course. So anyway, uh, that, that's my thought process. I'm sure you guys feel differently, but I think to some degree, we're not going to solve it in this call, right? So at, at some point, I think we should move on to things we can more tangibly have interesting disagreements about. Like, uh, I, I, I know you guys don't like the support changes. That's another one uh, that got brought up. I, I think they did a decent job balancing supports. I'm, I'm more pro the changes. I know Sam and Flats kind of hate them from reading your Twitter well, feeds. Not, but, yeah. Well, well, we'll have to elaborate on that. Yeah, like, we'll, like, we'll get... For my, my position is, given what where they are, I think they're making the best plays they can make. Do I want things to be five times better? Yes. But knowing what they have at their disposal, I don't actually know if we're even proving the point that, like, uh, they needed to have everything that... Well, they don't have it, is the point. They don't have it. And it's not going to be for a while. And based on the reaction... Like, okay, let me give you, like, another little side rant. <laughs> um, I did a review of the game of the alpha and I'm like wow this is like everything I ever asked for a lot of things in this call it's as if the changes they went down the, the bingo card and were like well let's uh, you know Sam brought up Brig well they oh Brig doesn't have a stun uh, like oh I don't, I don't like not being able to move well now you can move all the time and I want it to be more of a dynamic game and, and the, the seagull down fall over it's like they went through all the things we asked for well they focused on that that's what we got now but to my surprise, despite loving it myself, overall, the mainstream gamer is kind of like, it, it, it's the same game. It's the same game. The XQC clip. It, it's just the same game. Uh, like Overwatch 1.1. So that that's where I think the focus should be. I was very surprised that it was as negative as it was. And uh, ultimately, they, they need the content that brings the casuals in. That That's the type of community I think we have above all else and that is done better i think by giving zen more health and a wacky ability like that that's more in line with what people want i think than uh some of these other things that we've been hmm. kind of I, I think it, i i i kind of disagree on that part I, I think that the part that brings them in is the more skins the more sprays the more emotes the more characters the more content i mean you said it yourself that's what the casuals want now i think that that q the other day was mostly because Everyone was leaving the beta and going back in Overwatch 1, plus people were coming in for it. Plus, I think they were having server issues anyway, because people that were in were getting kicked out, which normally if there's a queue, they just stay in. Um, so I think it was more server issues from what I saw. But I mean, you know, Reddit's excited that, you know, there's a queue. It was like first time in like three and a half fucking years at this point. So W there, I guess. But um, I, I hear you on like, they are like like they did they did balance changes quite often right it was a good thing right they were trying to make support more fun i think that's a good thing but i think we still have this fundamental misunderstanding of how the game works in that they don't really they sometimes misunderstand that if you change something with a support hero it changes the whole game the same thing they think with tank heroes as well as you change a tank thing the whole game changes now the the knee jerk reaction was that maybe Bap didn't like feel as as good or as impactful because all of a sudden you know you don't have two tanks to heal so the AOE is not as good so they they change his shift but all of a sudden his shift is a second immortality field in some ways like 
I so I wanna, I sorry, Vlad, sorry to quickly interrupt. I just want to say, like, I want us to have a proper lengthy discussion on the support changes. So let's let's segment that, and I want you to feedback on the other stuff first. Maybe if you if you kind of want to rebut anything that Frida said about the bigger picture of reacting to the beta, the reception, if there's anything they could have done better, and then we'll have a proper discussion on the support changes. Uh, I mean, like, on on, on what thing? Like specifically, like any of them? Just like. Yeah, like any of the, the, the stuff that Frito mentioned that, you know, because obviously Sam and Flats largely are on the, on the POV that we kind of missed an opportunity here with the first beta and we kind of made this big hype only for there to be nothing, whereas Frito's saying he doesn't really feel that's necessarily the case. So do you have any rebuttal to that? And then we'll talk about the support changes. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. We, we, the, it's, we agreed it's the apex approach, that we had the big up and now we're down. And it's going to slowly climb back up. I don't think that there's another big boom Unless all of a sudden the game looks completely different. Because the big change is Overwatch fundamentally feels different. But to your donkeys, no, it doesn't. That's why there's a, the XQC reacts to donkeys video is XQC himself actually said, no, the game actually is very different in how it plays. So yeah, there's clips of him saying it's the same game. But like at the same time, though, when he's like when he kicks into like Overwatch mode, you can see it like he's like, no, I mean, like the game does play very differently, but it looks the same because the same characters playing the same way. So like the casual players don't ex experience that same way. Like it's the reason why it's a junk still real strong and more is strong. And I don't disagree. We had to somehow fix that as well, but I don't think that those support changes are going to help that they, the casual players want content and content saves all this. Like if we want, if you want to have those ca casual players, which is their, their majority of players, like I don't disagree on that. It's content. That's it. There is no other answer. There is one. I, 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 I will say I will say this uh, real quick, though, Frito, I agree with you, except I think uh, I agree that that's the approach we're taking, except I will say that competitive is not the 50 80. It is like 10. It's like the 10 percent, like the competitive mode that we haven't existed. Like that's already been out in the game. People know it. I feel like it was I feel like it was a miss to do like that's not new content, like their new rank system, whatever they're doing. Yeah. But, but we'll talk about it later. There's no point. Um, well, just, just one, one, one way to clarify this. So mm -hmm. it isn't that I don't want competitive because I like playing oh, yeah, it I as know. well. But, but from their point of view, you got to think of the no-win situation they're in. The more things that are in the beta that are just the same from Overwatch 1, the more it is just an update. So controlling the message here for them is a nightmare because they do, and they said later, that there's a competitive overhaul. Which I'm doing backflips over, but we're, why are we not talking yeah. about that? Why, why are we like, well, well I wanted the old ranked mode that we hated. Well, I, I well, wanted the old whoa, ranked whoa, mode whoa. we listen, all hated. Listen, 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 I don't, I don't hate the old ranked. I think the ranked formatting <laughs> itself is good minus the group queue. But again, this is kind of like a, I don't want to go too off topic here. Um, we, we can talk about this in like some other section, but I, and overall, I do think the beta was like good. Like they fixed the biggest problem of the game, which was the gameplay, which, which turns out True. to a game is very, very important, but also having big streamers come consistently play your game which is why i do think competitive would have been important because i think we would have seen like more streamers playing the game more that also is a huge driving factor in how popular a game can get and if you look at among us i think that's like one of the games that kind of proved that where that game had been out for three years with no new content so you're right new content is huge right, is... go ahead <laughs> let, let me end this man's career okay if we played ranked go. mode with that soldier it would be terrible Okay, Rank, doesn't matter. It's better than what we have. So so bad. No. Like, like it, it, it would be so bad. Frito, so Frito, Frito, Frito. Brig ranked ranked mode still flourished when original Brig came out, 
At mm. least with this soldier. Oh, it did. Come on. People raged. People raged, but they still played it when big people were playing it. Come on, Frito. Come on. Here's my third take. I'm gonna, balance I'm... would be so much worse when you have like an Orisa who is a useless hero, in my opinion, and people want to play her and forcing to play the new thing. Like the, the cultural tension of playing ranked in a fundamentally broken game, you would be complaining about that. Like, 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 I mean, we'll that, fix this. I mean, this yeah, but it's right better, here. but it's still here's my nothing. third. Here's my third take on it, which is that how much would that move the needle, though, Sam? You know, we're talking about these casual players. Like, how much, how many more people do you think would even watch on Twitch? Like, 10,000 more, 15,000 more? But that, well, it, at the end it, of the day, the beta's going to end. The beta's going to end. They're going to go back to not playing Overwatch, and they're going to go back to fucking off. So, either way, they fuck off yesterday, right, when the beta ends? Yeah, true, but I mean, well, you could say that about every Overwatch comp season. Hey guys, SCB here. Just going to quickly interrupt this episode of the Group Up Podcast to say that if you're enjoying this content, then please do consider signing up for my Patreon to support me directly. It's really amazing because it allows me to keep making content like this carefree, regardless of how many views Overwatch does or doesn't get. I know no one likes sellout ads, but chances are if you've listened till this far in, then you're at least somewhat enjoying the content. So please do consider at least leaving a like, a subscribe, and a comment underneath the video on YouTube. It really does help. But that's it for me. Now back to the discussion. No, because that you can continue and boot up the next day, but they can't boot up Overwatch 2 anymore. I mean, so again, if they're planning like, to bait, I, close the beta, then how, mu it, how it, much this, would that move the needle is what I'm saying. It, it would help, and I think that we should use everything in our arsenal that we have to try to fight tooth and nail for every single consumer, just as all of our competitors do every single day while we've been lacking for two years. I think if it's in our power to do it and it's feasible and it's not that hard... When it's like competitive, I, I refuse to believe it'd be that hard to add the competitive mode. I think that we should. Do well, it's it. definitely not again, difficult. But, but it's clearly again, it's better. not a difficulty. It's a it's a clear choice, right? It's not about difficulty. It's and a I, choice. I think it's a dumb choice, and I think it's hmm. that exact mentality that buried this game the last two and a half years, as it has. I mean, if you look at the results, that's what it is. And again, I agree. I think that we should withhold the big things to the big punch, but the things that we have that exist that make the game better. To me, it's a yes or no question. Does this make the product better? If the answer is yes and it's feasible and we don't have to commit too much time to it, which also would give us better data, most likely in a real competitive setting for you to, yep. like you said, Arissa is bad. Well, there's a, it's hard to tell how good Arissa is when you, have punk, good. when you have Punk playing against like a platinum support because the <laughs> platinum support is backfilling and I'm watching him throw Chuck Spears across the map. Yeah, Spinning the cues doesn't make matchmaking better though. It like, and makes it You're longer. right, which is why this data never should have been closed to begin with. That's my, again, like my perfect case scenario. Should have been open. Open source and get everyone in that you can, right? Then do these things. Again, like that's like my number one thing. Like the foundation of it being closed was the most, the thing that I was the most disappointed with. I get why they want to do it. But I challenge the notion that we should be closing it off at all, given the predicament well, let's take that we're in. Take it as a premise that there is a tech limitation. Yeah, they only can allow a million. Let's say if you if if so, it's easy to make a point when you say a mythological like dream that you wish could exist, right? The, the, let's say the reality is that they only mm -hmm. can allow about a million users on the thing, which is why they limited it so much. If that's the case. Can they even do competitive matchmaking with multiple queues and it make any sense? I, I'm I'm just trying to see the reality of the situation, which could it, be You're that. telling me so, that a Fortune 500 company that has games like Warzone running on it are not capable of hosting players, then there's a bigger internal issue at the company. I, well, every, I can't but how much of that resource is going to the Team 4, right? How much of that resource is going to Team 4 of Overwatch, the, the quote-unquote dead game? I, well, this is where we start so to get into the... Is that not their next big AAA title? The, 
Uh, but well, not at the moment, 2. though, isn't it? Not for the I, first I, closed beta. Maybe Modern Warfare 2. Regardless, I feel like we're getting to the upper ends of Activision Blizzard, which is a little up, because at the end of the day, we clearly know something's not firing at all cylinders, given, given you know, we're not even going to get into it in this podcast. But for uh, just for agreeing to disagree, Friedel, I, I'm willing to operate under that um, the, the assumption that, hey, maybe they couldn't do it. But in that case, Microsoft, get in here. Let's get it done. Like e <laughs> Either way, I think, I think long term, we're still kind of agreeing. I think, again, I don't want to dig up too much of what's done. What's done is done. We just got to be forward looking. And I hope in the next one that they do understand that and make the effort to, to give the features that the game should have, that it currently exists, that it deserves. Boga gifted a yeah, tier one sub to Cosmothecrain. I'm just, I, you know, I, I always welcome our healthy discussion, so not an issue at all with us disagreeing. I think it's it's good to discuss it. Obviously, we're not going to beat the dead horse because it, it is what it is, but it's good to get our opinions out as well mm. as Frito said, almost like a, a time capsule because it helps us reflect a while later when we come back and we say, okay, this is what we felt at that time. How do we feel now? So on that note, Flash, is there anything you want to add before we move on? I actually got something. I don't know if you want to cover it. That's why. We because uh, Sam made a point. Like I think we should maybe go around once. Is uh, do we want to talk about the Twitch issue? The uh, oh, the Overwatch two versus Overwatch one category. Yeah. We want to talk about that. We can we can mention it briefly. Obviously, Frito doesn't stream on Twitch, so he he may not have strong feelings on it. But so the context, if I'm correct, flats is that there's both currently an Overwatch one and Overwatch two category right now, and streamers are very confused which one to stream on. Mm-hmm. And it obviously splits the viewership because obviously you want your game to chart higher in the directory and that causes a knock-on proportional effect on how many people will click. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, what about this? I mean, we had to stream Overwatch 1 because of the drops, right? Yeah. So you have new streamers coming in that streamed in the Overwatch 2 category and it happened all the time. If you, check, if you went through that Overwatch 2 category when it was at like 5, 6K views... It was like one person with like 5K and then like a bunch of like 50 and unders. You know how much more helpful that would have been if it was all consolidated in one place? And now, I, I you know, and it's just another misstep. You know what I mean? Like, I know like stuff happens, right? Like, I know stuff happens, but it's like at some point, right? This is why I agree with Sam's point about the competitive stuff. It's like the, the little things add up, you know? Yeah. Sam, do you want to chime in on that before I feedback? Because obviously I, I also have personal... I mean, just I just put it all into the Overwatch section, honestly. Like, if, if Overwatch is eventually going to become Overwatch 2, I mean, just make, just choose one or the other. It, does, it To be honest, it doesn't matter too much to me, but um, if eventually, you know, my, my dad has a saying for me, and he, he taught me this when I was younger. He said, if something's going to happen eventually, just try to do it now. Right, like I, if we really have to pick and choose one, just make it Overwatch too. I mean, everyone who's streaming Overwatch nowadays kind of knows it, right? They know the transitional phase is coming. They know the betas are coming in a month. We get our roadmap announced. I mean, uh, we're we're, so we're gonna is, yeah. change anyway. Let's let's just do it now. Well, this is where it's odd because I think the devs were kind of the POV that they are trying to get that category removed or something, but they weren't able to. So I, one. I, just pick one. I, it's no big deal to me. I mean, I I think I think in the grand scheme of thing, I don't think. It was it was a huge thing. I understand Flats' grievance because obviously as a streamer myself, it's kind of like, where do we stream? Is like that where the viewers are? Yeah, so it's definitely annoying, but I don't think, again, I, I think it's not... You're right, it's it's one of those, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back, right? It's like these things keep piling on. It feels frustrating, but yeah, I'm not... I, I wasn't too fussed about it the end of the day. It seems like they had some technical issues. I do think, to conclude a round off, I do think the devs have been... 
making a lot of right moves with a lot of constraints and a lot of pressure is what it feels like to me. It feels like a lot of constraints that they've been working under this being potentially one of them where I don't know if Twitch were like, you know, not cooperating to, to down that category for a while or what was going on. Um, but I think they made a lot of right moves. Now, let's go on to what we kind of already alluded to, which is the sort of more substantive stuff we can talk about. Maybe, as Frito said, actually have some meaningful conversation that might affect the future, the support changes. So, I mean, Sam and Flats and Frito and I were kind of talking in our group DM and, you know, we kind of, I think, largely agreed on the sentiment that a lot of these support changes feel a little bit like an overreaction. Now, I know before I, before, as soon as I say, I know some people are going to be in chat like, none of you guys are actually support players. So you guys are just biased because you're not, you're like, you know, you're mostly tank players and DPS players. So I will caveat and I have to do this because there's always people who are unaware. Sam played professionally support for like over a year. How long was it that you professionally had to play support, Sam? Um, it was February to mid-August. So, so yeah, a while. about six, 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 six months, yeah. So yeah, Sam was locking the brig for like six months straight, so he does know. It's an honor too, I, some honor too. Some honor, honor too. too. It's on floats maps. So support yeah, SVB. And I, yeah, I was gonna say, and I basically am a support main now. I was a tank main, but I spent the last like year solid playing almost exclusively support. So I personally feel like they were an overreaction. So I'll just get my thing out there first. The support player, I felt like the support changes were an overreaction. I got in there the first day they added the map change and I was like what the hell is this like this is ridiculous just on the look of it it's like they're, they're 10 HP you right click and shift and they're full HP for a 200 HP target this being and it feels like an overreaction to me and it does feel like my, my assessment on it on the support change before I ask you guys opinion I feel like the devs are a lot more shaky in their stances than they were historically I think in the past Blizzard have been quite you could say arrogant, hubris, confident, whatever, however you want to phrase it. They've always been quite bullish. Sam was perhaps the word Sam would use, right? They've been quite strong. Like, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. Suck it up. If you don't like it, you don't You don't understand. You think you want it, but you don't. But I think over the, especially in the Overwatch team, I think the last, what, two years or so have really kind of shaken that, that core mm -hmm. belief of like unshakable, we're making the right decisions. And I feel like they're... The good thing is they're trying to listen to the community more, is what I see. Is it feels like the devs are a lot more like, we really need to listen to our community. But I feel like, in this case, they do need to have a bit more of that unshakable attitude. Now, I'm not saying completely. I, I do appreciate they're listening. But this feels like, oh my god, support players are, are upset. And this could be the new tank of Overwatch 2. Like, the way tank players hate Overwatch 1, this could happen in Overwatch 2 now. So we have to quickly react, have to react hard. Got to give them something really good to play with. I will caveat that maybe this was just a sort of let's throw some shit in the park because it's just quick play in the last week of the beta. So maybe we can do some crazy changes with BAP and Mercy and it doesn't really change anything because it's not going to go to Overwatch League. It's, there's no competitive mode to jeopardize. So it might have been deliberately extreme. It might have been extreme for the sake of stress testing, but it felt like an overreaction. Now, does it concern me for the balance of Overwatch 2? Not really, but it is not great so on that note i'm gonna take it to sam first sam the resident support change expert what was your feelings uh, on it so uh, first i do want to give credit to the hero design team um i'm somebody who's obviously been very critical of them in the past i think justifiably so um but i actually think that they did a, they've done a really great job this year like around the board like i think obviously you're gonna have one or two offs that like you know but i think that they I, you, I want to give them credit because I think that they understand what the issues are. I just think the way they went about it was wrong. Like, I think giving Mercy permaflight is just not the answer because there are plenty of ways to abuse it. I do think they are right to make super jump an ability, but as all abilities should have, a cooldown. 
right? And I, I've kind of talked about what I would personally do with supports is I think that with the faster pace tempo of the game, supports just need the frequency to actually compete with how fast the game moves. And you do that by increasing the frequency of their cooldowns, but reducing the actual power of them so that they can contribute more in the fight. And then you can contribute that power level as much, like, or contribute, you can change that power level as much as you need to after seeing how the heroes actually perform. Um, that being said, I think I, I, I was not a fan of the BAP or the Mercy changes um, and, and just in terms of the way they were implemented. I think they did slightly change the BAP one day one, right? They hotfixed something about BAP. I, for, I forget exactly if anyone here remembers what it was. Um, Can't I think his health was like doubling or something when, or, or, or maybe chat could help us out here. Um, but I, I think that they are right to be looking at support. Um, if people don't remember, actually, back in open queue, the big issue back in Moth Meta is that no one was playing support. So, like, support was actually the first tank of the game back in open queue because no one would play it unless they played Ana. So you have an Ana solo healing like four DPS, and it's just like, ah, super. Or, or some guy like, did you guys ever saw the Throverwatch animated shorts? Were genius, hilarious. Uh, 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 Dopa two made them. They're brilliant. Like the one DPS player willing to all oh, swap to Zen solo heal <laughs> my <laughs> Reinhardt. Um, so look, I think that given time and by the time the next beta comes out, I think that they'll have a better understanding about how to actually even that. You know, I, I coined the term Harrier Jet Mercy meta um, and people were like, this is so broken. I'm like, yeah, it's broken, but like, this is not the wrong idea. Like, and th that's what's really, really important. I feel like their heads are, are wired in the right place. And I think under the pressure that they've been put under, they've actually been performing pretty well. Um, so give them time, give them, give them some effort. And I think that after a couple more tweaks, you know, that they'll probably get this one right too because they did get tank right in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And now this now I'm going to take it to Frida, who hasn't spoken in a while, but with your channel, it was Eddie who returned with the video. So those of you who have not seen it, a great video. Supports are not bad, you are, was the was the proclamation from your Overwatch. Frida, do you stand by that? Well, I, I think yes, but also I don't think the buffs were an overreaction because I actually don't think they're as OP. The buffs that they got aren't as OP as they look on paper, just due to how easy I think they are to target by everything else in the game. So, um, for example, so, okay, just answer your question first, and then what were the buffs and overreaction? Um, Ed's a little biased because he plays Ana, and Ana probably could be debated to be the low-key the strongest hero in the game, like in the beta we played, especially the first patch that the pros are playing. Uh, that seems very obvious. Um, I, I think Sam's point is kind of interesting, and he brought this up on the previous shows, I think, where he suggested reducing the cooldown of her, or yeah, reducing the cooldown of her abilities, but make them less impact. Whereas support right now, if Ana's like the centerpiece of the position, is like huge impact, but if you fuck it up, then you die instantly, right? Like, because that, that's how Ana feels, which means if you have the skill to play the positions properly and really abuse that one second uh, reheal passive, you are the strongest hero, pretty much, because things try to poke you, you can poke back, you self-heal, and then nuke. And if you do that, then you, you're like, oh, wow, like everything falls. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what direction they move for the next beta. Like the first beta was kind of knee-jerk maybe because it's just a test anyway. So they're like, well, let's just throw these things in and see what happens. So I'm kind of fine with them being more experimental with it. And maybe um, if they use that word, maybe the expectations might change a bit for the, the beta period if they said experimental. But um, rather than quick play, let's say, or something. 
a, kind of a, an interesting thought I just had. But um, like, for example, the mercy change. Oh, wait, did I finish that first point. Supports aren't bad. You are. Yes. Support players are pretty bad. Like, like I think it's the truth. <laughs> and, and, and Overwatch 1 did coddle them. So I, I agree with a lot of the points Ed made, but I also think uh, being more in tune with the, uh, trying to be anyway, with the average player, they also just didn't feel very fun. And it felt like the strongest thing you could do is pick ones that ran away better rather than risking and needing skill. So you got to put yourself in the position of someone who isn't very skilled at the game playing support. How do they feel? And it's like Zen is just a throw pick, right? For example, like never pick in, in Overwatch 2 in the first version. And they're not good enough to play Ana uh in the way i described just previously so it, it comes down to lucio and moira and if that's the game it's like this isn't what i signed up to play overwatch for now as a lucio player i'm having a ball <laughs> because it's like you just go around the map and you go take any duel you want you have overpowered self-heal and i'm like oh this is the best game ever but uh if you're not that also is is, is like a skill set not a lot of players have so um when i see them try to empower a slower aspect of the game i think the game actually kind of needs that because overwatch mm -hmm. 2 it, and i feel like sometimes me and sam have, have uh, clashed on this point because he's very good and you're like anytime it's a dive meta where things are moving like i'm playing doom i'm playing genji and i'm just zipping around and killing everyone and this is great for me as an old man and i think for a lot of a lot of support players especially that really are going to be missing the security of those like strategical tactical overwatch uh gameplay with the maps being so porous, they need something to slow the game down. That isn't a stun. So how do we do that? I think having powerful cooldowns or wacky movement and, and things like that are like a good direction to take it. And then maybe I'll, I'll mention if I think the specific changes were too much. Um, Zen having more health and kick. A lot of the times he, um, I will say he's definitely a lot harder to kill and maybe would be like an S tier hero. I'm not exactly sure uh, at the higher tiers. But without teamwork, he's still fairly easy to kill for most things, I think, in sort of a, a pub setting. But he'll definitely be viable once you start to uh, um, protect him and play around him. Are we afraid of, like, at the higher tiers, Brig Zen or Bap Zen being so good once they force this? My question would be, even if they forced that to be a competitive backline, would it hurt the game? And I don't think it would. Because I think you would just slow down, play around cover a bit more, and it won't be wacky six flanks happening at the same time, or five now, it's 5v5. It, we instead could actually, like, methodically take some map control and think about our engagements a bit more. Whereas now, Overwatch 2 in the beta, it's a lot of scrappy fights, a lot of sub-fights, sub-skirmishes, cutting off respawns, coming in and out. And it, it's it, Overwatch, for a lot of players, I think, are missing that, like, team regroup uh, element. Which I know, of course... This is me learning the process that you're seeing. If you're, you're a podcast fan of the group of podcasts, <laughs> this is me learning and coming to the light and really, really trying, honestly, to like figure out why people weren't agreeing with me. <laughs> because I'm like, well, Overwatch 2 is everything I want. What, why, what, do, what don't, what are people missing when they say Overwatch 1 is more tactical and strategic? And I, and I think the support position needs those tools, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. They, they, they need Zen to be able to kick things away. They need Mercy to have some overpowered movement um, in order for them to interact with where the game's at and and that tactical side since we don't have two tanks anymore to interact and ebb and flow it's i think we should expect them to have those op abilities but even when mercy flies just i don't know there's a lot of things that sh yes it's op against a lot of things but a lot of things can just shoot her out of the sky like i i saw mercy's trying to use it and 
in, against a lot of characters I play anyway, it didn't feel impossible to kill her. It's just like almost easier to kill her sometimes when she's flying. So there's there's limits to it. And even BAP as well, uh, being able to self-heal, while it certainly will make BAP Zen very strong because you actually can hold position, I think in general, the characters that hold position in Overwatch 2 are like almost fundamentally bad. Like just because... Mm-hmm. There's not positions to hold. You're not playing assault anymore, where you you sit on Anubis high ground and wait. Like there just isn't maps mm-hmm. like that. So some of this can be fixed with map design. Some of it might not be inherently like that great anyway. I am worried though for balance overall in the game because I think the singular meta problem is big. But we know where that leads to the bingo card. So I'll leave that point there. Let's <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so I wanna, go today. We'll get I there. We'll get there. I want to let Flats have a have a say because he hasn't had anything to say in a while. So Flats, your takes on the support changes. I was saying this a little bit earlier, but um, I do think that they've done a good job with like tank and DPS and and support the beginning. Um of kind of understanding like what they need to do. And I think that that you you said it right, uh, SVBs. They need to be more confident in their own decisions to an extent, obviously, um, because I thought support was really strong going into the beta. I was like, what? This is actually like way stronger than I thought it was going to be. But everyone else didn't feel that way. And that's kind of where the whole notion became of, oh, support isn't bad. You are, right? Well... Let's let's kind of talk about that a little bit, right? I think that Sam kind of has it right as well with talking about like they should be able to do more and contributing more, right? Like think about like what people thought was fun. Arissa's fun, right? Like why was Arissa fun? Even though I didn't think she was very good and everyone kept yelling at me like, why, why is Arissa? You don't know what you're talking about. I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, the Javelin, fun. Uh, amazing fun. I actually uh, had someone play. He's actually uh, Elong's roommate. He'd never played Overwatch before. His first hero he ever really played was Arissa, and he loved it. He fell in love with it. He played. He was playing every day after his WoW stream for like three or four hours, and he loved the the cooldowns. He loved the way the hero felt, the way it played, and it was fun. And those are really good things. Um, but like when you start to get towards like the balance end, why was Arissa not good? Well, without her cooldowns, she was useless. She did not have any good uptime. She had nothing in between, and I think that that philosophy falls over to supports. When Zen got gigabuffed, I'm going to tell you right now, when Zen started getting played in the beta, the, the tank rolls fun went down by about 40%, I would say, instantly. You know why? Because the same terrible mechanic is still in the game. The same level. Damage amplification slash damage taking increased. Window, damage boost from Mercy, and Zen, uh, Discord, are fundamentally impossible to balance because there will be breakpoints, right like you balance ash to the point where if she's getting damaged just a headshot does 195 so you kind of have like a little bit of wiggle room but fundamentally it is impossible to balance because something like zen you can't account for how many people are shooting from you can't account for teamwork you can't account for for people uh getting up on one person and and shooting at them someone like arissa who doesn't have a shield or, or an escape other than her spinny spear or even fortify if she's, you know, uses it early so the, the, the armor can be the, the big cushion, just falls over, just falls apart. And that's, it sucks a lot of the fun out of it, right? So where's the problem is those numbers in between. Like Discord Orb is something that, in my opinion, isn't that skillful. You put it on somebody, 
you either call it out to your teammates or you wait for fuel to go on it. Or what a lot of players do is they just put it on a tank and they leave it there. That tank now it can do 30% less. Like, I know it's like 20, 25, you know, but you can't, you can't just be aggressive. You're going to get punished. You're going to blow up. They aren't actively engaging with you. They literally put it on you and it sits there. That's it. I think that that's unengaging gameplay. I think that that's why things like Mercy Bit, Damage Boost, and and Valk, I mean, sorry, not Valk, uh, Discord, and even Window always got like these big, you know, like these are terrible for the game. If you want to keep something like a damage amplification or increase or take more damage, it needs to be a very low number. Unless it's something like Sombra. Um, something like 15%, right? Because it's it's not active. How do you account for that, right? Like, I think the Zen being able to like constantly do damage and heal and the kick and all that stuff is like really interactive, but they need to re look at those impacting the other hero abilities to more than anything, right? Because I, I hate to say it, but I feel like half the supports need reworks. You know, I, I don't, I don't see them being able to be balanced, and that's going to be like a long term problem. You know, Oof. like I think Brig needs a rework. I still think Brig needs a rework. I think she's going to be bad for low players and still yeah. good in decent higher ranks. Unless she just keeps, unless she just gets butchered, and then nobody plays her. I think with Brig, if they did a better job of visualizing what she was actually doing, that would solve it. That was a big problem that I really struggled with. Like I fed on Brig for weeks, weeks, because I didn't realize where I was actually impacting until like my coach sat me down. I was like, Sam, like here's what you have to understand. This is your area of impact, and it was like a very hard learning curve. And I think that that's something that the game we we talk about like visually leading for the rest. So like, what was um. Flats or Frida, one of you guys were telling me something about somebody in, in, in your chat or your comment section, like, didn't know that a certain hero did a certain thing until you told them. They're like, really? And you're like, yeah. Like, did y'all not know that? Was Do y'all remember what I'm talking about? Or am I just going off on a, on a random ta tangent here? I might be. Sounds familiar, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, I, I, I remember someone, enough, recent, <laughs> someone recently told me that they didn't realize that hitting the whip triggered Inspire. And I was just like. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Just stuff like that where like I feel like the game could do a better job of, of visualizing what's going on. But Flats, to talk about your point more, and this is something we used to see Jeff Kaplan talk about a lot. You know, say what you want about the business model. I still have a lot of respect for Jeff, and he truly is, you know, a titan of this industry. He he always talked about I I loved just hearing him like they're seeing him talk about this. Art and science, right, is is what they pay attention to when they're designing their game, right? And and the main reason it, it, it's not just science that I want supports to have more impact by lowering their cooldowns and increasing the frequency. It's actually a lot to do with the art and the player perception of contributing with uptime and throwing the Ananade or Lucio amping speed more consistently. It gives the player not necessarily the illusion because it's not just an illusion that they are contributing. They actually are, but they're just doing it more consistently. And that is just more enjoyable, as you said about Emong's roommate. Like, you know, the, the, the constant cooldowns of throwing the spear, like that's fun. And it looks fun and it's very easy for an average consumer consumer to come and be like oh i'm contributing because frito how many videos have you made about lower sr players in your coaching series that are completely misusing cooldowns be like well what am i doing wrong but like they still have everything. the perception everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they still have the perception of i'm contributing and that is a great way to keep the skill floor of the game low but keep people engaged and keep the skill ceiling as high as possible so that that learning curve and that journey that the player goes on can seem almost indefinite hopefully increasing the longevity of their play sorry to kind of take that 
conversation over flats back to you, but I think it's a really, really important point. No, I think, I, I think you actually nailed it. I think you actually did a better job of putting it into words than I could. Um, you know, I, I think that the knee jerk reaction was support was boring, right? Like more than anything of the whole community. And then blizzard reacted to try to make it more fun for people, right? Like they tried to add more interactive things. Like, I think that's why Zen kick was taken so well. It was as a fun new ability. Now, was it broken? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone <laughs> could say that, you know, I think everyone was fine with being broken because it's just a beta, but making it, things flow better and make it more fun is huge. Like, you know, let's say Brig made it, made her star return in overwatch two, right? Why would Brig be so good? Because she can just passively stand there and, and, and do a ton. That's not fun gameplay. That's not engaging gameplay. I think that that the the reworks show that they actually really have a good grasp of how 5v5 should play and how it should work. But I hate to be the person that says, I think half the roster needs reworks to fit in 5v5 because they just don't totally work there. And I think that's why support was so boring. The reason why tank was so fun, like, let's think about it for a second. Arresto was boring, reworked. We got Doom Tank, which Doom Tank is fun because like the, the synergy of the cooldowns, like you constantly feel like you're doing something. You're eing in or you're or you're slamming in, you're punching in, block gets your punch back up, boom, hit him into the wall. Like you have ult, like you have you felt like you're constantly in dynamic, you're constantly doing something. Maybe less fun tanks, probably Diva. Diva didn't get paid, played a lot. People they thought Diva was pretty weak. And I actually kind of started to agree towards like the, the middle part of the beta. Zarya didn't get played that much. Sigma didn't get played that much. These are like, the, like Zari, I think is a, an exception, but even like Sigma, Sigma is very passive gameplay. You put the shield up and then you shoot two orbs, shoot two orbs, two, shoot two orbs, throw a rock sock. But like, there's nobody really pressuring you the same way, like an old double shield, double shield. Like your shield was breaking really fast. Like you got to go for the suck when it breaks, cover for your, or your other tank and your Arisa. The rocks were really impactful. But like it just didn't it doesn't it doesn't hit the same way in Overwatch 2. And I think almost the whole support roster has that problem, except like Ana Lucio. I would say even Moira is not really well, that fun. It just escapes, you know. Cause the thing is, I know someone's gonna say is like, well, that's subjective to you, Flats. You know, you don't find that fun, but I find Sig fun or I find Brig fun. And maybe that comes down to what a point Frito made earlier about the more methodical play style because i guess where, where doomfist is a bit more explosive he's a bit more like i'm in i'm doing stuff the brig play style is a lot more slow and methodical right it's like trigger inspire and chill trigger inspire and chill okay i bash this guy or now you're just not stunning them but you're still kind of controlling them and that might be the same for sigma as well and is that something you feel frida because you're kind of nodding as well like where do you stand yeah, on I, this i, I think I, I was taking notes i have two things to say we'll talk about <clears throat> character fun um Maybe I'm just uh, diff than than you guys, but I I thought Sig was very fun personally in Overwatch 2. I think there's a lot of maybe it's just a dirty Junkrat player in me that's like, oh, I'm Junkrat with a shield. Like I just take these <laughs> positions and nuke things. I I don't know. It it he feels pretty strong on the, on when you get set him up. He's uh, good. Like borderline like free. Like super I never saw people oppressive. play Sig. Uh, yeah, I, I think because he's not new, I think you're you're right in that regard. But like it's almost like they make because remember we always complained about Sigma being a DLC type hero. And well, Doom and Orisa became more like Sig. So it's like in comparison, it's like, oh, he's he's the old DLC hero, but he's still got all these like extra interactions, I think. Also, Winston like, Farms like, and Winston they, Strong. So that, that's a part, another part of it, I think. Yeah, yeah that's another another uh, fact. You do have to set him up. Um, 
Casino Royale, probably the best. But even Brig, it's like, I, I find Brig fun because I have like two modes that I like to play Overwatch in. The hardcore feed characters, big fan of those. But then also like the take it slow, think about it characters. And uh, in that way, like Brig seems very good to me. Now, the problem is I know how to play her to Sam's point, right? It's like, do I don't know what they're going to do with it because they've always had the same problem with her is that she's only good when you know how to play her. And a lot of the community just don't really learn that. But I think that maybe that'll come with time because they don't have the crutch of the easy kills with her anymore. Whereas Brig and Overwatch 1 for like the mass player base essentially was don't learn how to position or how to path or what ground matters. Pick the character that stuns. So when the thing takes position on you and falls on you, you just stun it and kill it for free. And then it's like, uh, Doomfist be gone, basically. It's like a spray. They're <laughs> like, like, go on. It's a Harry, Harry, Harry Potter, Potter now. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, skillless Rapero. It's like, <laughs> you <have> to solve <laughs> the problem instead of learning anything. And and I, I always had a huge problem with that because that's what people thought Brig was. Whereas at a higher level, and you see this even on uh, the first patch uh, that they're playing on in the Overwatch League, Brig is getting some playtime. And she still has that really oppressive nature of being able to just stick on the high ground and be kind of that pseudo tank where she can repel dives and big healing. And I don't know, I, I like that as like a nerd of the game who wants to kind of fit in. And ideally, like if I'm playing competitively, I need those characters to survive. OK, I need Blizzard to give me a character that I can just kind of do my part and not mess it up and then help everyone. And then I can get to higher ranks. But uh, so. I desperately need that as like a, a bad player who wants to learn through game sense. And that, and that's kind of where I'm getting to with the, the support role and what we should expect. I, they need, they need more of that. I don't, I don't think it would be wise for them to turn support into the high octane Doomfist 2.0 gameplay. I think instead, I, I think they're going the direction of they get to slow the game down, which gives me to the other point. Uh, Flats was speaking about the effectiveness of discord and how it uh, keeps a tank at bay. And you took it back saying, well, you get to do 20% less, not, not 30 or whatever. Um, I think you actually, when you're discorded, you probably get to do 50% as much. I would go so far. I, I think you went the other way. You, you try to downplay it. I think, I think when you are discorded as a tank, you can take like half the positions that you used to be able to. Especially as Doomfist. Because, because whereas you might have that little bit extra health to like overextend a little bit. Now, a lot either. of positions and pathing, you just will not survive. So it forces the game to be more defensive, and you have to be much more methodical and careful on where you go. We actually agree on that. I just think that's sometimes a good thing for the game, because the game so far, for a lot of people, moves too fast and, and is too uh, punishing with forcing duels all the time. Like, that's something we talked about in the last show, right? It's like we, we kind of got to this point of... Um, well, Doomfist isn't OP, just pick Ana and sleep him, forehead. And that's okay if you're good, <laughs> but a lot of players like can't aim at all. So they like need some options to interact with the game that's ability-based, that doesn't overwhelm the game and make you win. We don't we don't want double shield bap with a immortality behind two shields. Da, 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 da. Yeah, we all agree we don't want that. But but I I I kind of like that there's some abilities that can mark and slow the game down because I think the map design and 5v5 alone allows for it to move naturally. And we all have our own little biases here. Like, I, I have two biases. One, thinking of the average player. And then the other is 
overly high level play. Like I, I really like Owl, right? So I'm watching all these Owl matches and I'm excited when I see a regroup. I'm like, oh boy, some downtime. Yeah, I can I can like count and, and feel I know where the engagement's coming from. Wow. And, and I almost miss being able to slow the game down a bit. It, it's maybe a whole nother separate conversation and maybe doesn't matter to us and our audiences so much because um, it's like a esports problem, but we kind of thought 5v5 would make the game easier to watch and it actually at the start anyway was harder now it might get better when the top level players learn how to have better ult economy and aren't trying to clutch all the time and whatnot but uh, anyway whatever that's what you mean by that like harder to watch well more action on screen more smaller duels it's hard to because if every player can pop off at any given time it's hard to know who's the key player in that moment whereas when the game's more tactical more set play more ultimate based it's obvious where the big play is going to come from whereas now with overwatch 2 you don't know if all of a sudden like the brig gets all the final blows of the thing or if when the tech visor and the genji blade go at each other like who's gonna it's really hard to know who's gonna win and as a player that's way better but as a spectator it's it's really hard to follow I want to quickly chime in, which is to get my... Everyone's getting their hot takes in. My hot take is I have a big beef with the way I'll spectate. I think that's a spectating problem, not a viewing problem. Because Sam and I, we casted, the, we casted the fantasy Agreed. Overwatch. And we, we, got, we were able to make sense of everything. And it was really fun. I think the way Owl spectates is fundamentally bad. They always focus on first-person POV and they miss everything. Like exactly what you're talking about, Frida, which is that there's like, well, there's a lot of duels going on and a lot of things that like this thing happened and you miss that thing and it, the whole fight falls apart. Whereas in Overwatch 1, it's much more easy to tell what that thing is going to be. In Overwatch 2, that thing is much more flexible. But that's a problem of just... If you take a step back and look at the whole fight, you'll be able to see that happen. But because Al is like, let's spectate this Genji. Oh shit, the Winston got slept somewhere else. We missed it, fight over. That's the problem. Chiming in real quick. I agree with that actually a lot. I, that's that's kind of my approach. Is uh, I, I think the idea, and like correct me if I'm wrong on this, is like the idea is like it's easier to consume to watch because you don't have two shields, symmetric shields, brig shield. Uh, there's there everything's flashing it's like a half of a rave is going on like it's cleaner you know what i mean like it's harder to follow yeah i think <laughs> actually maybe i'm wrong on this did overwatch League, like get a new production team too yeah they or did something like that so maybe the new production team isn't as like good at predicting plus it's a new game so like they're having a hard time i'm sure like i i i don't know anything about that side so it was all speculation is like i'm sure there's like some training of like how to look for who's going to do have the next like big pop off moment. And they don't have the info or the data yet to figure out who is the, like to predict what's going to happen next. And like, that's really also what they're doing is predicting what happens next to try to show us the action in, in, instead of like, you know, we're seeing it later. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, Oh, like we watched that happen. Now, like now we can flip to it. Cause like, we're like 10 seconds in the past or, you know what I mean? Or something like that. But, um, I think that's probably where the biggest struggle is, but I actually thought the game looked a lot cleaner to watch um, interactively. It's just like, you don't have to worry about 19 shields in the way and an onanade flew over from the top. And you know what I mean? Like that's my own take. Anyways, that's a slight tangent anyways. I just wanted to get my quick rant. Yeah, my fault. Frida. The, the, no, no, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. You go so, ahead. So Frida. The, the owl point maybe is debatable, but I think the, the, to keep it in subject, the, the point I was trying to make is that, a lot of support players are feeling like they can't slow the game down is the, is essentially what I yeah. mean, because it's, it's about planking and off little duels and it's less about structure, which um, it's not like I, I want overwatch one back. Cause it, 
maybe this is another uh, classic change of subject, but going back to Overwatch 1, I got a mix of gameplay um, experiences where, one, the game having the potential to be a bit slower, I'm like, okay, I can see what people missed. But on the other hand, playing a game of Assault where you your team doesn't regroup for the whole game is horrible. So we got to realize, like, why ultimately we were going the right direction like as much as i like assault at a high level uh overwatch one being more about staying with your team and that like securing a nice comfy blanket around the whole team comp it's like oh we all kind of work together and as long as we hold position it's an easy time and going back to overwatch one i think a lot of you might notice this as well as you start to gain an advantage in overwatch one your ability to throw the fight from there is like quite low Whereas in Overwatch 2, as the fight breaks out, even though Al has a stat that first pick means a lot. Let's put that to the side. Overwatch 2, there's a lot of ways you can, if you mess up, they can then fight back, right? It's not, it's not just easy to walk forward and, and win, like I think is in Overwatch 1. Uh, but because of that, so much of the game was about just regrouping for many players, right? Just regrouping well. And we don't have that anymore, and that's a good thing. But... Um, I still think supports being a bit more robust is probably the, the right call to make overall, end of the day. Yeah, and of question? course... Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Uh, you go first, SVB. No, no, it's, if your question's related, go ahead. Yeah, so speaking of slowing the game down and, and, and a way Brig could do it, I, I always wondered, do you all think that they could change Inspire to, again, visually lead, right? Do you all think they could change Inspire to be more of like a cooldown instead of a passive that, like functions very similarly to a soldier biofield that like obviously a bigger range slightly that could only come up every so often that would be way more visually like hey like you know how you can look at an immortality field and be like oh that's an immortality field i know what that is right do you think there'd be a way for inspired to be implemented to make brig like truly a defensive hero that would be much easier for like an average player to pick up and understand Yes. It's a lot of speculation, it's hard to say, but like uh, her rally has like an aura which makes it tangible, like where the rally is affecting, right? And like the same crossfade, way for, that'd be a better example. Yeah, crossfade like crossfade as well, and rally yeah. and crossfade, I was going to use the example that you see them, and even when an Ana is healing someone, you see the little remnants of yeah, her, yeah. <laughs> her thing, right? But you're right, yeah. it's like, it's, it, it, maybe the question is it would be too big to, if it wasn't a circle itself, like if you were just seeing the brick, because you know the brick has the little plus signs when she... Mm. Uh, heal someone but that's maybe too yeah. much for six people to have so maybe mm -hmm. yeah maybe because just a circle yeah i just just speculation just just a question i was curious what people thought about you want to slow the game down well i think a good way to do that at least in general play again art and science this is more the art side hey let's show people hey look if you see moths to a flame that's the best way i like to describe a gold oh gold players see something shiny i'm shooting it you know and i feel like that'd be <laughs> maybe a good way to help um help iron that out a little bit but i just again pure speculation mm -hmm. there svb back to you well, what I was going to bring it to is the uh, part we haven't even mentioned yet. And this is where partly, this is where the conflict comes, right? Because as a, as a player who cares about the competitive mode, I like a slower pace of balancing. I know Frito talked about this well a lot towards the end of Overwatch 1, where he's like, I actually like that we don't balance too often because that way we can actually settle down the meta and then decide stuff. And this is where, again, my take of like, I feel like the support changes their own reaction. Because we haven't even mentioned is that there's new supports coming. One, maybe more. And we don't know what that's going to do. Now, the only people who do know are the balance team. So maybe they're, the balance changes they're making are with an eye to what they know they're about to drop. But 
the way it, it's it's even more potentially alarming or not alarming but potentially impactful when the support comes out in Overwatch 2 because there's so few and so the options can be you know potentially exponentially much bigger now even if we just add one because also remember they're in pairs we took away tank pairings because they had such a potential ramification what happens when this new support comes along and it interacts with Batiste or you know Zen or Brig or Mercy in like a way that we just didn't even didn't even know right and that's where I kind of feel like we've 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 jumped the gun a little bit being like we need to address supports right now because they're fundamentally weak well where is support heading? Now, again, maybe the devs know all of this. Maybe they know where support is heading. Maybe they know exactly what they're unleashing, and that's why they're making these changes. But me, personally, I'm kind of like, I think they're fine. Okay, a few tweaks here there. Give them new toys. But when the big, shiny new car comes in, let them drive that first before we start, you know, re renovating the garage beforehand, right? So I'm a little bit like, let's wait for the new support. But what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to be potentially game-changing, or do you think it's going to be a bit more underwhelming like Sojourn was? Mm, I have quite a few thoughts. Go ahead, Did you want to hop in? Mine's pretty quick, sure. Um, I think that support had FOMO. I thought support didn't really... I thought support was fine going into the into the, into the beta. I, I know it was the least played role. I know that people didn't enjoy it. But I think to bring back a point that was made here earlier is that most people got in the beta to try the new things and to feel how the game plays and just see all the shiny new stuff. Support had no shiny new stuff. Fan get shiny new stuff. The image had a bunch of changes slash, I don't want to say like reworks, but like Cassidy Grenade had Sojourn, you know what I mean? Like things felt very different, you know, um, for a lot of the characters. I think support missed it because they had none, realistically. Uh, so support players were... I think more upset they didn't get any content and felt left out than the support being weak um, more than anything. And I think that that will be changed with the next beta. You know what? I, I think Blizzard's going to go. I think they're going to go to the wall with it and go two new support heroes. That's my prediction. The bold call, man. Mm -hmm. the, the Q times did improve when they gave Sparta kick to Zen, though. <laughs> they leveled up yeah. out a bit. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, go ahead. I forget the premise. I had, I, I got interested. Well, what's in what this said, new support? What what's this say. new support hero going to do for oh. us? Um, okay, yeah, I didn't want to say that because uh, who knows. But what I will say is, it's interesting. Um, their philosophy, I think, and I suppose maybe I'm the only one on the show that doesn't think it was too knee jerk the things they did. But because generally, like, okay, so health buff and more heal on uh, BAP, like these are these are substantial buffs but i i don't think they were giga insane buffs to me just because of how easy it is to play around supports when they don't have the protection and you still have to like actively engage with a lot of these things like you still have to just nothing's free in overwatch 2 for the most part other than brig running away or something or whatever like it's not there's there's not a lot of easy things that exist and even playing a character like mercy um there's less safety so it's like well well she's easy but everything's hunting you down all the time. So um, an interesting thing that they said in the patch notes that we might do well to remember as their philosophy is when they changed Soldier, not only did they tune back him being overtuned, they went to explain that the change to Tac Visor, which allows him the headshot during Tac Visor, was, they expressly said this, wasn't to counteract losing power elsewhere, but to make him more playable, right? 
And I think a thing like Carrier Jet Mercy is just a thing they've said they wanted to do for a while. Like, it just, it, it isn't, like, I just expected that to eventually come. And I see some mechanics to be like that, where they're, they're just they're just trying to get the interactivity of these characters up to snuff, like Zen, for example. It's just that maybe, maybe they had that idea. Like, I don't know. It, it, to us, it's like a knee-jerk reaction. But again, the 50-80 rule, I have no idea if they're like... The thing we have to remember, when they test this in alpha and beta or whatever, it was their goal to make Sojourn overtuned. We didn't even play the most broken version. They said this on stream, I think. Um, the first version of Sojourn always had the railgun. There was no charge-up mechanic. It was just a flying Widowmaker with a railgun. Pew, pew, pew. And their goal was to see, is this fun to interact with? Is this a play? So they're stress testing it, is my point. And a lot of these things are like stress testing the bounds and getting metrics on it uh, before they move to the next uh, level. So I doubt they would remove Sparta Kicks N or Harrier Jet Mercy, but I also think adding the mechanics is more important than worrying about the numbers. Because if we think the numbers of BAP having uh, an increased amount of healing per the health threshold, which is the buff they gave it, um, when you when the characters are under 50%, they get more benefit from Regenerative Burst. If we don't like the number of that, they can tune that. But it's more about getting the mechanic in there of learning a new mechanic of the character and how to interact with the game. That's important for them. Am I making any sense here? So no, they're already no on sense. this route, I guess. Um, I think my point has concluded, so I will stop. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. It's a fair point, and definitely one I, I, I would like to consider my opinion on, which is that, firstly, that who knows if the Zen changes were knee-jerk or if they were already planned and secondly like you said it's more i and i agree with this philosophically which is that it's more important to add the fun things now and worry about their balance later than to make this the most balanced version and then start adding stuff when you've actually released a competitive mode when it's actually out when you know it's actually live so i, I agree with those statements and again this is this is what i'm finding constantly i have to do is like balance the desire as a fickle gamer to have new shiny stuff all the time and versus balancing the desire for like old gamer who's like i want a competitive good game like those are often at a conflict but yeah sam do you have anything do you want to add on, on the sort of um on, on the note of like sparta kick and and harrier jet I like the like. I don't necessarily mind the notion of them. I was just concerned that there's no cooldowns on them, and anytime you add an ability or a big functionality without a cooldown, it's very easy to let it get out of hand. Um, like four seconds on each of them, I think would be fine. Um, but um, so in in terms of new supports, that that was the main question, right? Like yes. where we think they're taking supports. <laughs> it's it's honestly there's just no way to really know, especially given Kaplan not being with us anymore. Because I remember he used to talk about like on on interviews and stuff like that. Oh, just you guys wait. So like the new sports stuff comes out, and we're like, and obviously it's been like two two years since. So like it's it's really tough to tell, um, because because it depends on when it was made, right? They would have made maybe would have had to change it a lot since then. I think it's gonna have to be we'll wait and see, and that's definitely what I'm looking forward to the for the for the next beta. Um, which I do think they'll do a good job on. Like, if, like honestly, if I had to guess, like, I think that over time that this game will end up like Apex in that, hey, it's just going to be a, a slow, steady recuperation back to towards the front lines. And I think we're probably going to see... I, I think it, there's surely no chance 
that the biggest thing that gets addressed in the next beta will be support changes. I think it's just, uh, for this one, for obvious reasons, it had to be tank. Right? You go to 5v5, you move one from the game. That is priority number one. And I think going forward now, especially with how the queue times reflected that, there, there's absolutely no doubt that, that they're not looking very adamantly at supports. And I expect to see... I'm not going to say they're going to put out two new supports. I wouldn't be surprised. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised with anything because I refuse to believe that that beta is everything they had done for two years or, or had planned or done whatever. Because like, there's, there was at least some kind of planning going on. Um, so I think that that's kind of like the ace up their sleeve that they're, they're thinking about pulling out and I'm looking forward to seeing it and I can't really make any premonitions on it till we do the same with 6v6 going to 5v5, 5v5 ended up playing better than a lot of us thought it did. So we had to wait and see. And that's, I think that's where it comes down to. I think that might be partly why it felt so like underwhelming in some ways, if I can say that is that maybe it surprised them how successful 5v5 was. Cause again, remember that we a lot of us were very concerned, right? Like, Flats, you and I had, like, a two-hour discussion when 5v5 was announced about, like, could this ruin the game, right? So I think p maybe their their whole philosophy was just, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, but maybe they just came in thinking, let's just see if 5v5 even works. Like, what if we have to make a lot of changes to make 5v5 work, right? So that could have been their philosophy where they were ready to kind of, you know, with the wrenches and hammers ready to, like, insta-repair the brokenness. But then we, they, we played and we were like, yeah, this is good. This is fun. And then what's what you what else you got? And they were like, uh well that's kind of what we mostly wanted to give you because we weren't sure if you would hate it or not. So what do you want? You know what I mean? So I do wonder if that was partly why. And again, the crawl walk run, right? This was the crawl. Let's see the walk and the run. Yeah. Now, Which may be outdated, right? Like like I know I do a well, lot of Well, Aaron like, said that recently advocacy. though. Yeah, yeah, but my point is uh I've went hard to disagree with you guys on, on this. To try to emphasize what their strategy is doesn't necessarily mean i think they're doing it right i'm just saying this is what their strategy is right and they have to work within the bounds of what they set out to do and a lot of mismanagement has happened beyond just this beta okay let's not forget that we've there's been years of mismanagement that they're trying to now fix within what i think has been about a year mm-hmm and of course, there's a lot of mismanagement things we could talk about. But one, one last thing on the beta before we move on is the push game mode. I haven't really mentioned it, but I thought I'd quickly bring up, now that we've actually had an extended amount of time playing the push game mode, do you guys have any thoughts on how it will help Overwatch 2 or maybe hinder Overwatch 2? Do you like it? Do you prefer it? Flats, what's your thoughts on push? I It's going to sound kind of weird. I don't feel strongly about it at all in any way. I, I thought it was fine. I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I know some people thought it was great. I was, I was like, hey, I like it. New game mode. Cool. I know a lot of people were really, like, hated it. They felt, felt snowball-y. I, I think J3 know, said it was like, worse than 2CP. J3 said that? Yeah. J3 also likes oh, Havana, so. Don't, let, don't listen to that <laughs> opinion. Um, it's game players. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of players missed 2CP all of a sudden in, in that, but, like, I... <laughs> 2CP is fundamentally flawed, and I think that's why they were comparing it to push. It's like, I'd rather have this than what we have now or this push game mode, but I don't know if that speaks to it not being good. It's, I just don't feel strongly about it. I, I Every time I got pushed, I was like, woo, push, you know? But like every time I got like escort or like hybrid, I was like, yeah, hybrid or escort, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe it is something that should be looked at as... Uh, it, doesn't, it didn't give me the same like moment of some of the other game modes so i'm indifferent i have strong Freedom, opinions on nodding. plus yeah, and, and minus so 
But first, to expand on Flat's point, an interesting thing that the devs said early 2016 era of Overwatch 1, when they were like explaining the design of Overwatch 1, was that they intentionally made the objectives simple and easy to understand. Let's just forget how complicated spawns and assault work. But that's the side. <laughs> but like, as far as like what you like, get on the point and capture it. Like, push the payload. Like, this is supposed to be simple. Debatable if it is, but push to me fits in that philosophy that they're going for, where anchoring around that objective point and moving around the map feels very natural, and it's almost like a more simple version in some ways, uh, version of of payload or about the same or something like that. Like it's very intuitive, I think, to understand we're moving it up now there's like little bugbears i have about the mode that i kind of hate and i i i guarantee you it's going to take you a while for players to realize this but the right pro top level strategy for push is when you gain an advantage to then set up for the fight so much so that in many many cases the old rule of ignoring the objective is more important in Overwatch 2 and all the modes, but especially in push, because the frag advantage is so important. Like, there just isn't really an object, like, steal the objective away advantage. Whereas, even on, like, control, um, which you might think is, like, a similar deathmatchy variant, in truth, in control, there's a lot of points where maybe you can take a Ryan Sim comp and set up on the point and then cap it away, and then you're gaining progress, blah, blah, blah. Push doesn't work like that. Push is just control the map and then idly get progress. So if you don't control the map first, there's no way to steal the objective away and get progress. And that's counterintuitive to, I think, a lot of players. I also think a lot of players assumed a character like Orisa was good on this mode because everyone just fought on the robot. And then when you do that, she can go kill you. But if you realize the robot's kind of irrelevant for most of the game... Uh, then you can take these big flanks that are that exist and go get the kills first. So uh, then another bugbear is capping on the final point is harder than two CP and also kind of irrelevant because once you have the lead, all you have to do is camp the lead. You don't have to actually complete the map. Um, so this, that's like competitively issues I have. And I think there's going to be growing pains with the community learning some of these rules I mean, you'd think if I just say it on this podcast now, everyone would learn and then not make these glaring mistakes. But I guarantee you in your games, similar to the regroup problem in assaults with randoms, there will be new problems that push uh, you'll you'll be used to um, that will make it feel impossible to function. But at the very least, in 5v5, everything feels better. And uh, a point I thought of earlier as well, like Owl, for example, said that man advantage in Overwatch 2 generates... A, a, about 25% more likelihood that you, the team will win the fight, which is interesting because a lot of us assume that um, you have uh, more individual agency to carry fights in theory and teamwork is less important, blah, blah, blah. But what I will say in Overwatch 2 that I think is uh, maybe lost in that statistic is that exit frags and the, and the feeling of getting meaningful kills late into a fight help the next fight, which is hard to statistically understand. So it's like, you don't want all five of them to live on a transition because they'll get more map control. Whereas as an individual, you do have agency to influence at least the regroup stage of the next fight because you take two on the way out, they go to spawn, you go to spawn, and they can't advance on the map enough. So um, 
this got really nerdy really quick. I'll admit. I, I've had these thoughts. No, I love it. Actually, no, I love that point. It's, it's, it's actually a really true, good point. It's very, very, very true. And average players don't understand. Like that no, was a big point that I had with Immortality Field. And when I would be like, I didn't get this kill at the end of the fight because of Mortality Field. And somebody would be like, well, who cares? The fight was over. I'm like, no, no, no. It's not about this fight. It's about the next one, right? And, and that's like a very fundamental part of the flow of Overwatch that, that once you learn, it helps you on every role of, of, of very, very much. It's I also wish. how you... Let's go ahead. We get... I wish we... Uh, so th this is something I just remembered, okay? I just remembered this. I think the entire community might have forgot this. They said there was going to be a way to pick maps in the next game, didn't they? I think it was. They almost guaranteed up. that. I'm pretty sure. I thought Aaron Keller said that, or did Jeff say? We've been covering Overwatch two for ten years now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, who knows? What's I can't changed. remember what we're saying. Taking the cobwebs out of the library in the brain of Overwatch two data over the years. We're trying to figure out what's what, where's where, and. I, I I think it was asked. It was definitely asked to them. I'm not sure what the answer was. Well, though. we we asked for this for years. I mean, but I think we finally did get a confirmation that there will be a way to curate maps in the game. Whereas, you know, in in Owl, there's a big debate over it. For the lead up matches, they don't. It's set maps, but in the tournaments, it's loser pick, which is it. I think fundamentally important, but. Um, I think being able to pick your maps. I mean, if we could pick our maps, I feel like assaults could be playable. I don't want to. Okay, no, fine. I, I don't mean it. I don't, I don't mean it. I don't. Mean it. But kind of, I a little bit. I like. I kind of miss assault in some ways. But like, I, I wish. I wonder how all this will change when you get to pick maps. And I wonder if we're going to be forced somewhat down a lane. Like, like that. That system will change how I feel about this in some ways because I think. Overwatch has like game mode redundancy quite a bit now, and I, I, I sort of just wish. We only played payload like payload maps, essentially. Like I would prefer that because I think all these other ones they don't. It doesn't feel like they add all that much. I know they're in a different setting and somewhat different, but I I, I sort of wish we only had one and that that was it. But maybe oh that's boy, a, you set me off opinion. now, Fredo. You set me off now because like I was literally having I had like an hour long chat with my stream the other day about this very topic, which is something that you and I know you and I have spoken about and I'm since I'm the host I will allow this tangent for myself and since it is <laughs> since it is the great May debate and it's a bit more broad about just discussing what's going on I will allow this tangent which is that you and I have spoken as well about how Overwatch doesn't have like a solved mode like it doesn't have like a this is what Overwatch is right you know I, I know you always use the example of like well CSGO is, is the is the AK-47 like that's it you, you play these objectives the gun is the gun that's the stable mode of the game MOBAs are you know it's three lanes you push the bots, the creeps, you kill the towers, that's the game. Overwatch not only has huge diversity in comps that actually affect the game, so obviously you have like a bunker comp that plays one way, a dive comp that plays another way, a brawl comp that plays another way, so the fundamental experience of playing Overwatch is different every time. There's also this objective stuff mixed in, which is that the objectives are different every single time. So when you're playing control, it's a different, you know, there's a different nuance to how you want to approach the game. And again, if you're bringing a push into the equation now, it's like, it, you know, actually ignore the payload entirely and just focus on the fights it's it, not only does it complicate overwatch for the average player but it also then muddies the waters for pro level overwatch because there's not like it's a lot, lot less stable what you need to fix right the variables are bigger if the objectives are bigger or the objective types are bigger then the meta also becomes a bit more variable now of course map diversity is good but again my my ramble is that I do wonder if in the long, long term, there should be like a solved competitive mode, game mode, because it would make things more straightforward to figure out as opposed to these kind of like lotteries almost in a way where you're like, this game mode is like this, this game mode is like that. 
I think there's one more coming as well. That they yeah, they've said they've, they, at all. they've said they have others in the work. And again, it's like you can't even deviate. This is the problem. You can't deviate too heavily from the current modes because then you can't have a comp mode that's like capture the flag because it's like a completely different thing. And now you're trying to have someone's SR based off of their ability to play capture the flag and, you know, previously 2CP or payload. So it's like... Yeah, Th that's a very interesting point as well. Like, And that goes to how in ranked curating the maps. So like, for example, in CSGO, it's, it's so tactical on how you take a map, it's like you might only play one and, you, and you're allowed to queue for one map if you want. You can queue for multiple to get your queue time lower, but you can queue for a map and get your entire rank based on just being an expert on that map. And then you go to a different, and then maybe you queue for a different map and you have no idea the angles, lineups and everything, and you might get slaughtered. So that, that would be the case with Overwatch as well. If you say, got to only select um, a more deathmatchy mode like push, and then maybe the hybrids, let's say, in our game, maybe are a bit more tactical, I think, maybe a little bit, <laughs> or, or at least uh, the def like the biggest divergence in gameplay, I think, so far in the beta, remembering, of course, they have more maps they haven't shown us and more maps from Overwatch 1 that weren't in there, I, I believe. Um, Casino Royale is like the meta-defining mode where even on one patch, you saw very different heroes get played from all the rest of the maps because it has the least flanks and the most sniper lanes that are relevant. Um, so yeah, map pool matters a lot. I don't know if I, I have made a point. I feel like I'm hogging airtime for no reason now. So I will try. Well, we were just kind of <laughs> rambling about the whole game mode, solving it. Flat Samito, do you guys have any uh, thoughts? Or? I wish we had a single life mode personally, but that, I'm never going to get that. S and D, no. Good luck with that. Um, I think that over time, push will be improved. I think it certainly has things that it can get worked on. I mean, if you look at any of the map types, you know, there used to not be ticks on the hybrid and two CP maps, like. <laughs> Right, and that helped a ton, <laughs> right? You know, I think so. I think push is definitely going to need some stuff like that. It is very snowbally, right? That's almost no point in capturing the last objective. So I think that there are ways that you know that they can improve that over time, and I think that we're going to see it as well. I think the biggest hot take, believe it or not, is I wonder if two CP would be as fundamentally flawed in five v five as it would be in six v six. I'm not sure. I mean, I personally think it could be worth exploring. Um, but as, as for now, I think we should just focus on what's in, what's ahead of us. I mean, I think pushes. I'm, I'm kind of with flats. Like it, it, it's a good game type. It, it's it's what it needs to be. Nothing crazy. Nothing bad. It's just it's there. It's good to play, and I'm looking forward to playing more of it. What what if this is their the objective, master plan? What well, sorry, just to being quickly. out of the way. Okay, oh, yeah, sorry. I, you go. You go. Were you? I, I was just to Sam's point because I assume yours is a different. Uh, branching us out. The, the objective being out of the way of the hero shooter gameplay is probably a good thing ultimately and that's kind of what i was trying to say at the start um and yeah. what class was getting to it's like not having a strong opinion about the mode is probably good because then you get to play the heroes which is yeah i mean point of winning game. fights wins you games period all like you did this the consistent theme in every single game time no matter what it is is you need to find the most effective place to set up and win the fight and somehow some way six freaking years later even in grandmaster you tell me how people still don't know how to set up on volskaya industry first defense no matter what game type you have right I mean, it's gonna happen it's, it's, it's funny it's been six years you know, I, like, remember, I remember like a month ago, I played Volskaya in like Diamond and I was picking Monkey and someone in chat, 
in my team was like, never seen monkey on this map. Legit just flamed me. It was like, never seen monkey on this map. And I had Boger in my chat and he was like, bro, this dude is off the fucking sauce. He like, played monkey best. crazy on first. He's like, like this what? is, well, Boger said this is my favorite monkey map. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Reinhardt's sitting on the point shielding. Oh, yeah, I'm dying yeah. from all the no, high ground around me. Where's my team? Like, but yeah yeah it's just in front of the truck at the choke yeah legit legit yeah what i was gonna curvy. say though what if what if this is their master plan what if their master plan is just to take two cp out rather than be like you know because they've tried no, so many ways to fix it they were just like let's take it out and then everyone will miss it because they all have this like because we all we have the rose tinted glasses on goats right people are like bring back goats their their master plan is just take it out for a bit and in a month they'll miss it and we brand it as new content and throw it back in it's good that's good business right there honestly like like little, I, I've always wanted this for a while. How cool would it be for I? I always say like TNQ weekend only tournaments when Overwatch Two comes out of like classic metas and be like, hey, leaderboard for this one weekend only. Get your clan squad together. If they do clans, go for it. I wouldn't mind it. Listen, right, my, Sam, those break hours. I'm with you. They just need to do this. Now that it's a yeah. point I agree with, then it, it has to be included. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's a great right, idea. You, I just I wanted want to flip flop on my stance. <laughs> I, I, I want my brig hours to be something. Okay, a little flail, a little flail, a little goats, a little bit. It'd be pretty fun. I, I do think that's again. That's not, and that's. I feel like that would be just a consistent way to keep things fresh. But that's like icing on the cake, and we're still baking the cake. So let's let's bake the cake, baby. Such a cool let's idea. Bake mm, let's bake fun. the cake. And on that on that note, let's bring it back now to where we are currently. Back to Overwatch One. Remix event is, I suppose, what the nicest thing we've got. I mean, how does everyone feel about Overwatch 1? Is, is it even worth spending too much time and energy on Overwatch 1? Or is it just one of those things where it's like, I guess we're here for a month and then we'll find out later? Because like, we'll talk about what's coming later, but in this in-between period, does it matter? Does it not matter? Do you care? Do you not care? Flats, you go first. I'm going to quickly go to the bathroom and I hope you don't say anything too, like, mic droppy so I don't miss it. But go ahead. Overwatch 1's but No. Damn, uh, that would be a hot take. Uh, well, I mean, it's way worse. It's like it's just <laughs> terrible. It's it's actually awful. That for like I I think it that first game I played, the literal first game I played, I went, wow, this is bad. This is <laughs> awful. You know what I got? I got Lijiang Garden. No, sorry, Lijiang Tower. Um, uh, Control Center. The best. I couldn't ask for a better map. I still went. Wow, that was awful. That was terrible. Not being able to cancel pin. Not having two fire strikes, so you only have one. So your uptime in fights is so much lower. Now, the fact that like it's it, it's still like kind of poke meta, so it kind of feels like Overwatch Two as like a tank player, but without any of the abilities to actually do anything. So you're basically playing Overwatch Two. But with more damage, more poke, and you don't have your tools. So it's just like you're you're over there like you're trying to build a house and you forgot your whole tool set. You've got nails and you're trying to punch them in the walls. Like <laughs> you're not gonna get anything done. You're just you're just you're gonna you're gonna hate it. And so I will say though, I've actually enjoyed myself the last two days. Why have I enjoyed myself? Well, I would say a big part is having ranked again, being able to have a competitive environment. People care, you know? I've already had a few games where people are just annoyed and they're just complaining about everything under the sun. I'm like, you know what? I would rather people could complain, even if they're complaining about something stupid, than 
mindless games for five hours. Mindless games. You know what I mean? Like, I, I stream for a very long time, right? Like, I, I think it's an open secret at this point that if you stream on Twitch for long periods of time, your stream grows. Because the longer you stream, the more view count you have, the higher view count you have, the higher the director you are, the more your stream grows. It's more advantageous to do it. That's why for a long time, XQC used to do the 10 to 20 hour long, 24 hour long streams, 28 hour long streams, and just like just flew through the, the ranks until he was dominating the top and then just stuck, stayed up there until he was 20K and he just kept doing it. Still does it to this day. Here's the thing. Overwatch 1 feels so slow compared to Overwatch 2. It's slow. It's kind of, it feels kind of smooth, but it's clunky at the same time, right? Like the characters, like the way the engine feels is pretty smooth, but the, what the characters do, clunky. It just, it just, from being able to do, have like almost constant uptime to having no uptime, you can feel the difference. But to bring it all back, I will say, I think the reason I've enjoyed Overwatch 1 more than Overwatch 2 is not only just the ranked mode, but it's a more personal problem. As a streamer and a YouTuber, I did not have fun in the beta a lot of times. Unless SVB was making some 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 voodoo magic with some quick some custom games. I want to be able to queue game after game after game after game after game after game and go fast. So either we had to wait long times in in customs waiting for like you have to wait for your next turn to play or wait for something to happen. Uh, like chat gets bored. Like I, I can always sit here and, and, and put stuff on for so long without like just watching videos aimlessly, um, which I don't like doing too, 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 too often. Or I play quick play and I've got pickle Pete that I go in and kill three and they I, they sit there and they bag me for two minutes. They're still there by the time I come back from spawn. They're typing the whole time. I actually ended up having a keybind to, to hide chat. I've never done it before. As bad as Overwatch is with like censoring things that it should and it doesn't, I've never had to make a keybind to, to close my chat immediately. Never had to do that before. I saw more dog shit in the Overwatch 2 beta than I've ever seen in my in my career of Overwatch 1. First off, I just want to say this right now, if we're because this is this has been a history in the past of like, you know, the checklist of things. I don't know. I don't know how much work it takes, but the general chat on Overwatch, like the the main menu screen, Turn it why off. is that still a thing? Get rid of it. Just throw it the fuck out. I don't. I I don't know how much work it takes to do, but just turn it off. I think it was very obvious that it caused a lot of problems. Like, and I'm not going to give it any attention, but it caused problems for people. Just turn it off. I don't know why it's a thing. Next up, streamer mode. I think you're going to see that problem in Overwatch 2. If Overwatch 2 goes to the moon and has a great time, guess what? You're not going to have your XQCs, your Tims, and, and, and you know these big players play that often if they're just getting hardcore sniped all the time. At least in the GM area, in the high top 100 GM, you have a buffer. You have to be good, right? That's a That barrier is so strong. Because like, you don't really want to... You don't end up fucking with people that much. You know what I mean? Because like you have to see them tomorrow. You know, it's like your coworkers a lot of times. Like, yeah, there's those, those people that are kind of annoying. You know what I mean? But you kind of learn how to deal with the people that are kind of annoying. You don't like hard flame them every game because it's just not fun for anybody. You know what I mean? In the quick play games and the open beta or not the beta, open beta, the, the, the Overwatch 2 beta, it was, I would say it was one of the most disingenuous things to deal with as just like every game 
you had somebody that was just like constantly chasing you around the map. Like if I went to play supporter DPS, I had people that would literally chase me, come to spawn and like wait for me. And I'd still kill them a lot of times. But even if they got me, then they come to chat after and they're like, oh, I'm a huge fan following for about 26 seconds. Um, and I check later and they have nine different clips because they wanted to clip it exactly like so it's perfect that they look like as good as possible. I'm like, dude, like over time, it, the week beta was only a couple weeks. If I had to deal with that for years, I probably wouldn't play the game that much. Facts. Welcome to the streamer game, Flats. Welcome. It doesn't go away. As, as, someone, that. As, someone who, as someone who wasn't in the GM bracket for the longest time in the last two years, this is why I didn't play on my main account for like two years. Because it was just like real SVB and then, you know, the same thing where they come into your chat afterwards, they drop the N-bomb, then they clip it. They're like, F you, ah. SVB, you N-word, you know, like it's like all that <sighs> shit. But anyways, that's it's kind of like that's like that's our first world problems. But yeah, we, we've been over streamer mode. Streamer mode helps wanted, everybody, by the way. It does help everybody. It does help because everybody because like, you should be able to just play any game and not have to worry about like because it helps people who are targeted, minority groups, people who don't want their name to give away a certain thing. Like it's just great for I know everyone. You've talked about this before. Like people like if you have like a, a a girl's name as your your tag, you are much more likely to get like harassment. Like you shouldn't have to change your battle tag so you don't get harassed. Like streamer mode. Like I know we've been kicking this can down the road for years, and we keep like we, it's, it's, the answer is always the same. It's like you know we have a million things we're working on. Where on the list of priorities does this fall? At some point, this list has gotten so long. There's no way it hasn't gotten to the top at some point. People are skipping the line. We're, we're, this isn't a hill anymore. This is like a, 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 a cafeteria, and you're at the end, and everyone knows each other, and you're the new kid, and everyone jumps in with their friends, and you're going to end up being not last, even though you got there within 10 minutes. You're, you're our dead last because everyone's cutting in line. Please, at some point. I'm not even going to complain anymore, but come on, man. Question. Uh, is this is this more so is this like a more of like an overwatch one complaint for you or like an overwatch two, or just like kind of in general like where I mean, where do you see that being uh, being worse was it quick play overwatch 2 well i mean you, it was the first real taste of it in overwatch 2 and i think a lot of people got it that taste in overwatch 2 you know what i mean because like in, in overwatch one it's still a problem it absolutely is still a problem but many people myself included don't see it that often you know um and a lot of the old streamers probably that that don't see it that often as as either because the gm barrier is still there right but if you want to talk about you know going past that if there are people that come back or want to get into the game and they're not immediately gm players they're not gonna have a good time you know what i mean like and and here's also where it helps people who aren't streamers where it's like we have many accounts, most of us, right? I'm sure all of us do. We have many accounts or we don't mind paying for a name change. I know, Frito, you changed your name and you found a significantly better playing experience as well. But it's like, for the average player, they maybe can't afford a name change or don't have another account. And they never get to experience the other side of things. Like they don't get to experience what it's like when they play on that alt account where you're not getting your games tossed. So if you're someone who's like, again, has a, has a female sounding name or a name that implies your race or your sexual orientation, anything like that, like you may just always feel like Overwatch is being played in one way or you experience Overwatch one way, not realizing that maybe people are actually doing something because of what your name sounds like or maybe what your voice sounds like, right? Stuff like this. So anyways, streamer mode, 100% necessary. Now, I want to bring us back to 
or watch one because that's what the discussion was. I don't take it to Frito because Frito, you kind of, you know, Flats has said he's kind of enjoying or watch one again. And Flats, Sam and I are kind of in one way where we kind of we grind on Twitch or flat streams or Sam streams on YouTube. But we're like comp andies and we play a lot of comp. You, I feel, have lost the patience, the desire to play a lot of Overwatch 1. What's, the, what's your kind of state right now when we're heading back? I am waiting like a kid getting ready for Christmas. Like it's like a couple months away or whatever it's going to be. And I keep dropping hints on things I want. It's like, man, tournament mode. That would really make my Christmas <laughs> day in the magazine great. like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just leave it out on the counter for Aaron. Like, Open on that page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make Chicken. sure push stuff out of the way that normally is there on the table. Like vacate it so it's just empty on the. Okay, uh, that kind of stuff. That that that's how I feel about it. Um, I think a lot of times, um, I have the luxury because I don't stream to set Overwatch down the way that I think the devs kind of intended the game to be. Like it, it. I think they really for a long time under the old business model, and we didn't mention this at all, but that, you know, there was that leak about Jeff's management. We're not entirely sure how true that was, but with the old, what definitely seems true anyway is that they were okay with you picking up the game at your own pace, and there wasn't this sense of urgency towards the competitive, um, let's say, like, always on live service, things are happening now, like, that mentality. And that's sort of the shift we're attempting to take to bring Overwatch closer to the way other live service games are treated. So um, I guess I have to go back to that, like waiting for the next thing. Like that, that announcement hit me like a truck where I'm like, oh great, the next thing's going to be announced. It's June 16th. Hold on. What day is it? I had to go to the calendar. I'm like, <laughs> this is May and that's June. That's a whole month for the announcement. You're killing me here, dude. Like, so You're killing it, me, Smalls. The the some of the decisions I can understand because it's like, you know, no ranked. It, there's a lot of talk about like, man, I want good queue times and I want a ranked mode in the beta. That's limited. Just you know, you can't have everything at once, right? If there was a ranked mode in the beta as it was, the queues would be like an hour, right? To to, to keep the bad players away from the good players, then that there's only so many of you. <laughs> you, you don't you forget that. Uh, it takes time for that to build up. And and looking at Overwatch 1, I, I ain't waiting in queues to play 6v6. Let's just put it that way. And I think a lot of players are like that. But anyway, I, I, I certainly hope that with this announcement and the next beta, not only do we get more content, but at some point we stop treating Overwatch like the you can put it down and just tune in when the new skins come out type game. Because that's not how competitive games work. Maybe that's how your game was designed to uh, be attempted to work because that's how you viewed the content model. But as competitive gamers, that's not what we want. Like we want Valorant, CSGO, like that, where, yeah, the skins are great when they come, but we need to be able to play competitively day in and day out. So to that degree, I, I am on board, obviously, with the, the competitive grind and ne needing that incentive. But the sooner we get to that, and and the new systems and rolling with the philosophy of what that direction truly means, the better. And that's what I'm hoping with this next announcement, really. So so uh, my answer is I'm waiting. <laughs> like I, I, there's yeah. nothing to do now. Like, like now, yeah. I I I'm hundred percent on board with you on that. I think this is the hot take. I think the casuals will always be there if your game is good. 
no matter what. As long as the content's there, they will always be there. And strengthening that competitive core community is huge. You see it in Apex. I don't know if you've seen recently. They had their first LAN, apparently, in forever, and it was a huge success. And they've also been having watch parties on Twitch for their ALGS. Just like kind of like how Valorant did, but actually more inclusive. There was way more streamers doing it. And you had not only big streamers playing in, in the tournaments, but big streamers watching the tournaments. And it was super hype. And they they had a lot of success with it. And I'm sure their league side is probably very happy with it. I would love to do more stuff like that with Overwatch. Like I know YouTube's a big problem, but strengthening that competitive core the larger that gets, that large that casual sphere should increase as well. Obviously, we agree. I, I think I'm where we align more is the timing of when they physically could do that. So I'll be as angry as you guys are if the next beta if we're gonna wait months potentially, like one month for the announcement. So who knows how long beta two is released if there isn't things that do all those things you just said, then I will be like, okay, like I, I understand oh, tech beta, we're testing things out and we're trialing 5v5. Okay, I, I can be with you with that for beta one, but beta two better feel like, all right, this is Overwatch 1.5 now instead of Overwatch 1.1, okay? <laughs> like mm -hmm. it, better, it better feel like that at least, I, I think is safe to say. Otherwise, yeah, uh, you, you prioritize something wrong, I feel, because... Uh, are we on like maybe we'll know this by the announcement? But these are answers I, I need. I need to have like is there if there's going to be three betas, is there going to be or like I'm guessing just based on the timeline, is there going to be a month plus break between each? Because that means we're on this road longer too. Like like you know what I mean? Like and I don't. That's not six that's months long cool. road. Is that no. six? Yeah. Is it about six months? That that's gonna suck. But if we know. The launch, like, do they say, actually, PvE is going to come out this year or next year? Like, we, we need real announcements in this timeline. Let's put it that way. Like, are we in a... Wh when do we approach Overwatch 2, is my point. When do we feel like it's done and complete? Do you have an aiming point in mind that is reasonable to set out where we're out of this beta phase? Should that take, like, a year? Two years? Like, I'm on That's board with That's got to be the, June, right? It's got to be. Because at the moment we're getting at piecemeal, but we've heard nothing on PVE, which is what is going to get everyone excited to be like, that's the new thing. Because the PVP, we don't want it too new, like, uh, us in this call, I assume. We like 5v5, we want competitive balancing, but we don't want it to be reinvented to be a different game. We, we like the game. We just want ranked mode and tournaments and all, all those other things we want, right? So that, that's what I need to know, especially if there's going to be these gaps of time where we can't even play the 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 half of a thing we we were getting for now okay i'm going i've driving myself crazy no, I mean, just thinking about this but uh, uh yeah go ahead no i mean we, we, we broached the topic now and you know i was going to push it towards the end but we're, we're in deep now what i've been noticing is that there's been a lot of like eye emojis from the people who i think would be in the know in response to the announcement itself like i saw i won't name them because i don't want them to get in trouble but i follow some devs and stuff and there was a lot of chatter amongst them about like, you really want to be watching this announcement. Like beyond, you know, they beyond the regular whole, something's coming. I noticed quite a few people like, this is one that you're going to want to pay attention to. And I've been trying to do, you know, usually this is your role, Frida, but I was doing the soothsaying, the sort of reading, the fine print, every single word, breaking it down. And I noticed that they said something along the lines of, 
we're going to discuss the future of Overwatch. Like something like that. They didn't say we're going to discuss the future betas, right? They didn't say, because that would have been what you would expect. They would say we're going to discuss mm. the future betas and the timeline of the future betas. They said well, it was and, we're gonna... I believe, in the tweet, right? It was we'll discuss the future of Overwatch and the the. PvP no, I mean the article, beta. the article thing. They said like we're going to discuss. Oh. oh, in the in the full article, they were just like we're going to discuss the future of Overwatch, and I was like, why say that? Why say the future of Overwatch? And yeah, well, let's pull it up. Maybe we should pull it up. If someone gets a link, Frito, if you find that link, just drop it to me. we start to get a better idea of what their plan is? Hmm. This is what Reddit I'm wondering. Reddit and SVB's following, like, got the goggles out, like, you know. Yeah. Well, this this tweet was what I was talking about, but you seem to, is there? There was a blog post as well oh, about. Blog? Ah, yeah, yeah. I have totally missed that. Yeah, yeah, there was a blog Jimmy, post, put, I think. Put the top hat back on. Uh, Sherlock Holmes now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we got to get... Because, you know, this is this is where my English literature degree comes in handy. Because I was saying this to my chat. Like, every word deliberate, whether conscious or subconscious. So the choice of every word is interesting. Because the person writing the article knows what they're... Uh, knows what something we don't know. And maybe we're reading too much into it. But when Frito finally finds that article, I want to read the little... The part that says... Uh, Basically, my, my TLDR of it is I think that it might be more than just the announcement of when the next beta is. Ah, here we go. Frito's got it. I want to quickly... Uh, we talking release? We talking business model? Do we, uh, I, I wonder, because that, that's big. That's a big uh, See, look. Yeah, so we, location. Yeah, so we can't wait to share Emoji Memorial come, comes next. Uh, okay, I'm gonna to, you guys talk. I'm going to quickly skim. I mean, Sam, that what is, do you think? On, uh, on, on what? Just what's this announcement? Do you think with this announcement, like, um, I mean, I think, uh, first of all, I, I'd expect things quarterly, given they're a publicly traded company, they have to report quarterly. I think that they would like to have some kind of good news for investors and shareholders every quarter. So, I, I would expect, if I had to guess, probably something playable in June if the announcement is May, um, based on precedent, based on their previous hero release cycle saying that you know we, we expect to support something like that like if you go based off okay. precedent based on how they have to report that would be what i expect okay I think so here's maybe a here's week or what... two after that announcement is probably that's usually the amount of gap they like to do with the big things coming and it's coming like that they, they've yeah. done that before yeah so we here's what Aaron has to say. Is that what you're uh, no, no. So here's the sentence. I was the last sentence says, thank you again for being a part of the Overwatch 2 PVP beta. We will be back with more information on how to gain access to the next phase of Overwatch 2 testing. Why not just say the next phase of the beta? Why not just say we're going to give you talk more about how to get into the next beta? Why say the next phase of Overwatch 2 testing? Because my well, tinfoil hat, my tinfoil hat is that that means that there's more than just a beta that they're going to talk about how we get access to. That's my tinfoil hat theory, that this might be a hint to the PvE testing, if there is like a testing mm, period for right. us to test it. I feel like they'd probably... So look, so let's assume, let's, let's look back at the calendar, right? 2019, 2019 to 2020, because we, we played the first PvE mission a while ago. There's no way they don't have some kind of PvE mission done of some capacity right we saw sojourn in the trailers years ago around the watch point desk like we when's the last cinematic we had right i mean again we're i, I could we could be I, I feel like at this point you know two years ago we were kind of on the copium i mean like well we could get a cinematic we could get this we could get that but look we are long past that point long 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 past that point right so 
I feel like it's very fair to assume, hey, what's what's happened in the Overwatch story? So Jordan's back, you know, where did the story left off, leave off? We saw the, I, I believe it was in Paris. They did right? show they that in... they have that working, by the way. They, or they're working on the cinematic that has already been, like, announced. Oh, because oh, normally when they release a hero, mm -hmm. it does come with a cinematic. And instead mm -hmm. of that, the, the video of on the Play Overwatch YouTube, I believe, was like, it's in the works. This is the bones of it. So, yes, that that is definitely coming. I think maybe... Your point might be the scale of of this. Like, yeah, have they been yeah. locked and loaded with with more than what we already know? And is this just? Uh, it, well, I feel like you know they've got their multi year plan ready, and at this point, I think that they're starting. We finished our first PvP test beta. We are now confident that five v five does not ruin this game. It actually improved the game in in certain capacities. Obviously, there's trade offs here and there, but overall, it's still Overwatch at its core. It's playable. We can move forward with this and have the game be successful. Um. They've got that kind of elephant in the room out of the way. All right, let's get back on our content schedule because I think that wording is important. I think this is probably because everyone's asking, and and you know if if the games and the average consumer is main concern is okay. Well, this is the same game. Well, it's time we show you something that's different. Maybe they come out with the PVE stuff. Something I would be surprised if we didn't see anything um, about that. I think that's that would fit in the release of the content schedule. But real quick, I want to ask you guys if you had to guess right now when Overwatch Two came out, they just shot in the dark. What would you guess? Biowatch 2, though, you mean the PvP included? The, game, the release. The release. The like, full, the, like, Overwatch okay, this is the 2 official is launch. out. This game is out. We are launching today. What would you guess? I don't think they're going to be together. I, I think PvE and PvP are, are not... Mm -hmm. I agree. I Same think what time. Sam means is when they're going to officially say Overwatch 2 is now out. It's not... It's Overwatch... Like, Overwatch is... 1 ceases to exist. This is not more, like... This, it just It was the past. Like, completely in the past. There's nothing Overwatch 1 left. We are Overwatch 2. 100%. Well, again, that's confusing because there's a PvE and there's a PvE. Like, so like the, the PvE... <laughs> if we even can't figure this out, how the hell is the average consumer supposed to figure this out? But yeah. no, I'm saying like PvE out. PvP yeah. and PvE out. Like it is... The full game. Like this, yeah. the no full, more beta. <laughs> no more betas. Overwatch 2. Like the whole Overwatch brand, 1 branding goes away. Like this is Overwatch 2. Well, the reason why that's confusing is because that is going to happen early with just PvP. So that that's... Like the whole but, package, but, though. I'm not saying yes, just PvP. With, as far as the... Yes, I know that. I just mean their terminology is confusing yeah. inherently. So making definitions on these is impossible. But I think that could be no earlier than next year. Because if they're still doing betas for this, it depends, mm -hmm. like, if in this time they've had reasonable progress on the PvE, but just, like missed the timeline i don't think that's the case i think they had problem like what we what i think we know is that they uh didn't have enough devs scrambled to get more oh wait we 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 mismanaged this so badly we can't even maintain the first game shut that off oh we, we have to scrap whatever ideas we had for the pvp again uh here's our solution 5v5 content plan boom need to rush for owl that was last year um and and now we're in the beta phasing of of for the next X amount of months, whatever it's going to be. And it's already May. So it's like this year's basically over as far as I'm concerned. So PVE, the complete Overwatch 2 package, all new things, fully released, nothing in beta. I'm maybe earliest could be next year, would be my guess, with all that. Will there be a PVE beta at some point? I think it makes sense, but they also don't want to burn that content and just like give it to you for free because that that i do think is paid the thing that everybody forgets is that the overwatch 2.0 pvp electric boogaloo is free to if you already own overwatch one because that was 
but you know, no one gives them credit for that or anything. Like we just forget. We just, it's like it, you're, the bait is free anyway. I just watch Twitch and get it. It's free. See, but you needed a. a it's super complicated and, and a lot of hoops to jump through. Way to more complicated. The value of it. Needs to be. Go ahead. Yeah, Lats. again, the messaging is just not clear. Yeah, go ahead, lads. I mean, I, I now that you've said what you said, I wonder if that's what June is to finally clear that up because we can't figure it out. <laughs> How the hell is someone that's like a Valorant player gonna figure it out? They're not. So, I don't know. I, I think I think you know what. I, I'm willing to put the tinfoil hat on as well. I bet that's kind of what June is. I bet it's finally time to start clearing it up. Get those fedoras oh, on, the, fellas. The tweet had slightly different language. I, I think SV's probably on a point. Like, it could be a play for them to piecemeal out a tiny bit of the PVE just to get control of the public messaging. That might be worth it. Because there's a, there's a trade-off there because they don't want to give you the game for free because they I think they are going to sell the campaign so they got to figure out a way to like make it feel Overwatch two e <laughs> like we, they they got to get Donkey on board but not give you the whole thing for free and then they they don't have sales later like that they don't want that to happen but I wanted to read what the tweet was because it was slightly different the tweet from the the blog post they said save the date for an Overwatch two event on June sixteenth where we where we will share our plan for the months ahead, including the next PvP beta. So that doesn't refute the idea that it's more than that, but it at least is that, right? It like, well, yeah, we would expect, again, obviously. Note that it says but, including the PvP beta, as yeah. in suggesting that there's more outside of the PvP beta. Now, the other possibility could just yes. be that it's like they're expanding it to console or something, right? Because they would see that as a big leap forwards as well. If now console players Xbox can play Xbox retweeted it, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, the conspiracies expand. Like, there's, there's Sun's no way. Something's going on. Like, the conspiracies expand. Emojis. Yeah, yeah. This is. I, I think it's. Uh, oh, oh. Imagine, just, just imagine for a second. This would oh, never Sam's happen. Going off. Sam's going this off. This would never happen. Uh, I'm, I'm but um, Sam. Come on, Sam. Imagine they tweet out Xbox exclusive and the. And the <laughs> Oh my goodness, can you imagine? No, no, there's oh there's goodness. a legitimate chance. I doubt no. it. No, there's no, a no, not the beta. No, 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 no just hear me out. Zero. Hear me out. There's a legitimate chance that the PVE expansion is is uh Microsoft exclusive. No, I, sure. I believe no. it. No, I believe it's possible. This, they're All doing right, it with clip Bethesda. it because Sam might be they're Sam might be the prophet. Sam might be okay, no shot. No shot. I don't think they should do it. To be clear, I don't think they should do it. I don't think they should. But like. They Honestly, wrote a seventy it's, it's, billion dollar check. It's not against some of their business practices, like for example, signing the exclusivity deals with Twitch and then YouTube for the league. It's like it's, I, I think business wise, it's sort of the type of deal that Blizzard Activision tend to make, isn't it? Or Game Pass <laughs> only. I think right. that's more would, likely Game Pass only. I, I wouldn't well, mind it just for that one day of hilarity. Buy it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't the think one... it'll happen, but like. There, it's definitely been discussed at Microsoft. There's no way it hasn't. There's no way. I think they have made public statements that they don't plan on making any multiplayers. Um, yeah, to rob it from anyone. So, but that was the multiplayer. As you but said, it's multiplayer which, PVE. Which yeah, they had this conversation. Like, I no. It's just, no. <laughs> it's fair to ask Please I mean, no. Please no. <laughs> I, I don't want it to happen again. To be clear, I think the more the open it is, th that's my whole thing. Is the better. But like, you, you, it's been discussed. There's no way. There's no way. 
it would it would be just hilarious for that for that one day i also i imagine there's some like there's a dev or someone in the know watching who's probably laughing their head off at how deep our conspiracies are going about like i emoji tweets and we're just like running running rampant you give us give us an inch we take a mile it's, it's true we, we got nothing um, else this is this is how we spend our <laughs> yeah. time now as Overwatch creators yeah, what yeah. Is, what is your answer for when bad. you think the, the Overwatch 2 will release sam do you have an idea or a, I think a the guess earliest would be earliest would be fall 23 I think the most important thing has not happened yet in whether or not the government approves the Microsoft acquisition of ATVI as a whole. Um, because if Microsoft, that gets approved and Microsoft can, you know, obviously they're not going to give them a dev team if they can't buy the company, right? But I think if, if they can get resources in there, and I think surely, look, let's not pretend. Everybody knows the scope of what Overwatch achieved as a game, even with its completely flawed business model. A lot of the things that it botched, like this game holds a very special place in the industry in terms of moving it forward. It was the Overwatch was like it, in a very weird spot when it came out in that it was the last game of the previous generation of gaming and it helped catapult gaming to be more mainstream. I don't think PUBG would have happened the way it did if Overwatch was not popular. I don't think Fortnite would have happened the way it did if Overwatch, if they didn't take things from Overwatch. I mean, you go play Borderlands 3, there's Easter eggs of Overwatch in the game. There's like a Roadhog boss that you can fight and farm. Like Overwatch was one of the most influential games of its era, right? And it didn't even have the setup that modern games have. Imagine you give it the full, the fuel tank that Microsoft can give it. You know, they, uh, they're they licking their chops looking at all the IPs that ATVI has that they can be like, yo, we can catapult this, right? So if they get their hands on it, I'm, I'm saying earliest fall of 23, but I think best case scenario is the seven-year anniversary in 24 for like everything out. I think the latest that we see it would be spring of 24 where um, – um, you get like some crazy stuff, but I think that would be the, like the absolute latest. I, my guess is ballpark like fall of, of 23. Hmm. That's pretty late. I think I, I can only see people in chat being like, no shot, please, please, no shot. I mean, we'll have PVP, we'll have PVP way before then, but like I'm saying like everything, like PVE, like the story mm -hmm. game, and we're back on like the live update cycle. You know, I would say like maybe, maybe spring of 23 next year, probably we'll definitely have like yeah. a lot of PVP stuff. The other thing that complicates this is if they have any intentions of ever BlizzConning again. Because one thing that often coincides with these things is BlizzCon. At least an announcement of something, right? But mm -hmm. they don't, they're not going to, well, they said they're rethinking BlizzCon. The BlizzCon online was in February, but normal BlizzCon is like November. So like either those two dates could be like a time for some serious announcement, but are they ever even going to make up BlizzCon again? Oh, so I love this topic actually, but I think we're nearing the end of the show. I don't well, want to you can segue long, on it quickly I, before I get I to the because we're gonna get to conclusion soon, anyways. I, I think Blizzard would probably be smart to kill BlizzCon. I love BlizzCon, but so much of it has been tainted over these years, you know, in so many ways. Where like they get in trouble with PR, then they rush an announcement, or they promise too much and then underdeliver. Like it, it just, I've been watching some content recently on like the history of blizzard and how they treat other games a, a, a cool thing side tangent that you can do with like it, it, as a blizzard fan is watch content from someone in like world of warcraft or something a game i've never played and see their perspective of blizzard and it's always funny to me because it's always the same problems it's always it's just <laughs> a different game it's like it's the same blizzard different diff uh different game but BlizzCon was such a magical thing when it started, and and then I think now it just has the reputation of being kind of mm, BS in some ways, where the, for all the things I just said, right? And 
it almost seems like it's more risk for them than worth. Because as I understand it, it's not like it's a money-generating enterprise. That's why they felt they had the need to keep milking the attendees because it doesn't, it, you know, it's 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 a marketing piece. But if they can just do it online and make an announcement like every other dev what dev does, yeah. it, it's like why not do that? And and it's sad to see it go if it does because it wasn't. It was like the one that existed. It's like we, we were used to all the other companies having their own convention now, but it used to be they would all go to E three, and yeah. BlizzCon was because Blizzard was just so important. But now the relationship we all have with Blizzard is much different. We're all older. The man children like me who grew up with them are jaded and angry with them for so many reasons. They're not the hot thing for the for the kids either. So it's like going to BlizzCon is a different experience now, I think. now Because how, how do you get up and say all of the things they normally say? Which is like, oh, we believe in equality for all people how do you how do you say any of this to, to these people who know who you are now or what you were or whatever however we want to say it right with 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 all the turmoil they've been through and how many mistakes they've made it might just be done is my point um and I, i'm sad to see it go but i'm watching with a keen eye to see what their like pr strategy is now because with overwatch we know what it is it's oops my bad let me try to fix it big change from we've never made a mistake everything is intentional like like that's what it used to be during all the overwatch one era now they're doing that with overwatch two but with the company wide right it's like these other games aren't always so happy with things going on and and i i almost feel like it would be a benefit to them to just 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 do, do blizzcon online now from now on because then at least you're not on stage with people to react to the things you say because that 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 you're just like asking for one of these poor devs who Bobby Kotick forced them to do some BS like Diablo Immortal or something. And it's like, I can't tell you about Diablo 4. I have to tell you about the mobile game we're making. Like, I, I, it's sad to yeah. see these devs have to go out there and chill for these things when BlizzCon used to be like a celebration of the community that plays the games. Whereas now it's just like another. OK, fine. I don't know if I'm uh, talking in circles, making any points. But, no, uh, really, really fascinating. In that salad. Believe it really or not, I don't. I don't think that Blizzard started this precedent. Sony pulling out of E3 started it, and I think that you're going to see a lot of other companies realize that it's, for in terms of cost and everything, it's just it's just not worth it, and it's, it's much better to do it on their own time. And streaming is so much bigger now. Like streaming wasn't a thing. How many how many years have has Twitch been like a a, a sizable thing? Like BlizzCon's way older than than Twitch being a mainstream thing for everyone or everything anyway uh maybe my history is wrong on that but i i, I think so anyway so anyway um well it's also like now you can just send like a footage to the game awards whatever rather than turn up at e3 you just send like a five minute promo piece on game awards and everyone's watching that and they get their little oh that's cool i'll check that out right so yeah it would be a shame i've never been to blizzcon and i was longed to go one day so it'd be really sad if there's never a chance but I'll catch you guys at a World Cup or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so now it's been a lengthy discussion as always, and I appreciate you guys' time. So let's head to the final conclusory thoughts. Now, putting my tinfoil hat theory aside of maybe the next beta announcement is bigger than just the beta, what do we want? So hopes slash expectations, next beta, or perhaps just the next, you know, two months or whatever it is. What do we want from that next piece? Uh, I'm going to take it to Samito first. I want to see us get competitive with the rest of the industry again. Um, I think we took the first steps to doing that in this previous beta, and that was great. 
Um, obviously, I want to see some new support changes. I don't, I don't necessarily want a new competitive mode. I want a competitive mode. I want it to be open to all consumers. Like, let's open up the shop. Like, let's get people window shopping. Like, hey, remind them, hey, we're here. Right, we're here. We're here to do business. We're here. we're open. We we've adapted to what our competitors have really revolutionized. To Blizzard's credit, it's very difficult to change to radical industry changes, especially when you're a big corporation, right? And the, it's almost as if Fortnite stumbled onto it, and then it just blew open the floodgates, right? So it's not like this is just a Blizzard exclusive problem. Many other companies have had to suffer because of this. But um, I really just want to see us get, get competitive again. I want to see content come out. I want to see the storyline get, get you know, explored a little bit more. And the most important thing is I'm a big believer in that the art and the creative things that a person creates transcends the person that made it. And I think that Overwatch as an IP belongs to the world. It belongs to all of the consumers. And I think the story that we'll have the opportunity to tell will be able to reach more people of any background, any place, anywhere, and, and give us something really, really awesome to cling on to and, and, and have one hell of a narrative by the time that it's done. So that's all I'm really hoping for. I want us to get competitive. I want to hear more about the story. And I, I like the path that we're heading on. Granted, like there are definitely things that you know I would have liked to have seen done differently, but overall, I think it's very, very positive. So I'd like to make that clear about you know at least my personal stance here. It's like you know, you'll hear us talk about issues all the time, but that's more so because at least in my case, like I'm a perfectionist. Like I want it to be perfect, even though I know perfect doesn't exist. Overall, it's been very, very positive. I'm very happy to see the progress that they've made. And walk, crawl, run, Frito. Walk, crawl, run. I think we're going to see some, maybe a jog. Crawl, walk, maybe run, yeah. I'd like <laughs> yeah. a little jog, you know, a little warm-up jog, you know. Like, we've been planning for the big meet, right? I want to see a little jog warm-up the morning of now, like, getting loose. And I'd like to see them get a little loose with this and, and, and make it happen. Make it happen. All right, Flats, what do you want? Hopes slash expectations. Um, well... To be honest with you, I'm much more in the sit back and watch role at this point. Uh, there's a lot of things I kind of want, uh, but there are more personal goals at this point. I mean, the beta was the the, the gameplay was fun. Can't ask for more. Um, however, though, I think that uh, just being confident, just you know, not knee jerking a little bit, I think is my 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 big one that I had. And to be honest with you, uh, I, I think they understood that it was going to be. A reaction kind of like that um so i mean we're kind of all just in like testing phase at this point but uh i, I just want to be able to like have fun and enjoying my experience again that's it like you know that first week of the beta was special uh that, like second week wasn't really as much if it could be like that first week all the time you'd have no complaints out of me um but I'm a little bit stuck at the moment because now we're back to Overwatch One, and I mean we'll we'll see this June announcement. I I told them forever ago I'm I'm on board to see what happens. I'm already re I already committed to that. I'm still here. I'm still sticking it out. I still I I suffered through that last like week of the beta with content and having content meetings and having people tell me that they're having a hard time putting stuff together because it's a little bit dry, um, and that's okay. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It was a beta that was technical beta. That was what they were working on. But let's continue to see stuff happen. Let's continue to see uh, things improve. And I also want to continue to feel like we're heard. I don't want that to go away. 
100%. Frito. Ooh. So I feel like I have the expected baseline of what it needs to be, and then a whole bunch of hopes and dreams beyond that, where I'm like, gee, I hope that it's more than this. But the, the minimum I think we can expect is the new mode, some new maps, at least one new hero, hopefully a support. And I'm a bit concerned because a lot of the issues that we pointed out as problems in this call like not having a ranked mode it's like if my logic of uh limited betas and time frames and all that is the case and there's gonna be gaps between it it's like do they have a even if they do put a one in for this next one it's gonna go down in weeks or whatever with another break like i i'm now having a bit of a hangover of the realization that like overwatch 2.0 pvp isn't really gonna be done for a bit longer than i felt like I realized. And so I don't know what, what the most important things are. Uh, my guess would be the changing the mainstream opinion is probably what they need to do the most, which is to say, this feels like a new game. And so I'm more optimistic if there is a path for them to take the PVE section of this game concurrently with the PVP and kind of show and take the general gamer player base through a similar multi-beta approach and like a timeline for you to track the development of it because I, I think that would lure more people into both sides of the game a bit more um, to make it feel more substantial to appreciate what we've got. But yeah, I'm I'm a little bit pessimistic, but um, I think that's what they wanted. with, And I think that's the whole point, to bring it full circle, of the 50-80 rule. I think that's why you do it. I think because then you set expectations low so that your follow-up is, uh, you know, knocks it out the park. So, but if there's multiple betas, then I'm like, how many times can you keep doing that? It's like, like, well, eventually the haymaker's got to come, right? You like get jab so many times. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta finish this. If we want to get knocked out, we got a full swing. And I, I'm, I'm worried it isn't now. I hope it is. I, I hope that announcement is like, this feels more close to Overwatch 2.0 in whatever way. Uh, that That's what I would like to see. It's, I want to be impressed. I want to be like, wow, there's multiple systems and features and content in this than I expected. There's there's much more, like uh, very substantial. I don't want to be like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get back on this call next time and be like, no, guys, you understand, based on the limitations of, of what we <laughs> can expect within a reasonable time frame, like I only do that so many times, okay? Like eventually I'll start being a maniac too. Like, I, I, I felt okay with, with that, with Beta 1. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, and that's funny, because I've kind of swung the other way. You know, you're pessimistic. I'm actually growing more to the optimism side, because like everyone else, when I saw that post, I also felt like a little bit of a, a heart drop moment. It's like, June 16th. Oh, that's a full month away before they even announce what they're doing. So that means that's like at least like four or five weeks before we even get Overwatch 2 again. And at first I was like, man, that kind of sucks. But again, the more I think about it, the more it just makes sense to me. And maybe this is copium, hopium. And again, maybe we'll watch watch this episode of the podcast back and I'll look back at this clip and I'll be like, man, I was, I was smoking that shit hard. I was smoke, smoking the hopium hard. But it makes sense that it has to be more than what this was. This was the first step. And maybe Blizzard will regret giving us the crawl, walk, run publicly. Because now it's like, crawl, walk, run, crawl, walk, run, here it comes. But it has to be more than just this 
three times, right? It can't just be, here's one hero and some new stuff three times. I think they were scared of giving us Overwatch 2 for the longest time because they were very, very, there were so many reasons to be tentative, to be, you know, a toe in the water. 5v5, the new UI, the sound changes, all these things that they were like, are people even going to like this as a baseline? Forget about our grand plans for how PvE will unfold, for the model, the business model, were people even going to like this as a baseline? So they gave us a little first dangle. I think it has to be more now, and that's why I'm actually optimistic that this next beta is going to be more than just, we added one more hero and two more new maps, guys. What do you think now? I think it's going to be something substantial. I think it's... Well, I think it's got to be substantial. <laughs> it's got to be substantial. Uh, it's got to be, and that's what, you know, maybe my mind is reading what I want to read into these words, but that's what I read when I read the next phase of Overwatch 2 testing. I think it means something's coming, and that's what I'm hoping. That's the thought I'm going to leave it on. So, guys, anything else to add before we peace out? Um, I, again, I think... I I think it's it's the way that we solved this was very weird. Is a quick quick note on that. It's like it, it felt like the gameplay struggled for so long, but then like the gameplay was good. So like I think if you look at big picture, I I like to say I I am a little optimistic that they did get the gameplay fixed and just lacked the format. So like we solved the biggest problem. Now let's just put it all together, bake the cake. Yeah, and that's one thing that shouldn't be forgotten. The devs again, it's we've almost taken so much for granted. The devs did an amazing job. Overwatch 2 5v5 feels great. It's everything we ever asked for. It's everything we ever said we wanted. This is why we were so happy on the last podcast. Right? We were like, it's great. It's great. It feels great. So that's now, I think, a granted. We just need to keep... We just need that train to keep going. Right? We don't want the momentum to stop every few, you know, every few seconds. Oh, another stop. We just want the non-stop ride straight to the destination now. And we won't get that yet. But I'm hoping for something substantial. So thank you very much, guys, for giving me your time. I hope that when we next speak, it will be a, a happy moment, a, a joyous occasion uh, when something good is coming our way. But until then, peace out and have a good rest of your day. Chat will be right back on this stream. But go check these guys out as always. Show them some love and give them a lot of our gratitude for these great discussions.